three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right, all right. <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> there we go. So I didn't realize the mics were still in the wrong place from yesterday when you were sitting in here. We hadn't changed it up. Because usually when we do the, when Jenna's here, you sit in here for like the four to five hour. But yeah. because we had the short show yesterday, you were in here from five to six, so we didn't get the mics flipped back around. So that was me doing the all right, all right with nothing going on in the green mic right there. <laughs> I'm looking like, what did I do? What did I press? Starting off on what a hot I, note. I screwed up something. Right <laughs> off the bat today. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Uh, Thursday, July 14th here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM. You know it better as the Big X. We're here from 3 to 5 today. I know it's been a little bit of a, a wonky wink week as far as uh, times are concerned for the show. We've had, you know, I was out for the first hour yesterday. We've had a couple of shows that have ended at 5. We've had you know, a couple of shows that have ended a little bit early. Tomorrow, we end the week in style, though. Standard 3 to 6. But today, we've got 3 to 5. Jody Demling and the Cardinal Insider will be on from 5 to 6. And then we got Louisville Bats baseball coverage. The Bats are the problem here. The bats having these weird start times where they go at like six thirty-five, yeah, instead of the standard seven oh five, gets us all out of order. They're in the, I guess, is, is Scranton the Central Time Zone? I guess. No, no. Why would they? Why? Why are they starting earlier then? Crazy people up there in their paper. Yeah, I Dunder mean, Mifflin. I mean, was it something? To, is this something to do with Michael Scott? Is that who we blame? Do we blame? Do we blame the, the Scranton Strangler? Scranton Strangler, <laughs> clearly to blame here. I mean, usually this is a, is the problem when they're in they're in central time zones. This is usually the one time this this well central would be later. So that's this, this is a this is a unique situation yeah. where they're starting earlier than usual for some unknown reason. Who knows how the this, the rail riders do their thing out there? But they're screwing us over. They're screwing <laughs> well, us the time. Well, the, and they, they got railroad last night. The bats beat them ten three. That revenge for the night before, where the the riders 11-2. beat them eleven. Did you see how that game actually ended? It was eleven to two, top of the ninth. Ronnie Dawson, as I like to call him Baby Hawk, uh, gets uh, a, a walk of first base, second batter, one strike, rain delay. Oh. 11 to 2, or 11 oh, to 3, I think the game was. That's not good. I mean, just call it. I, I love I, I love hearing Nick Curran's voice. You can just hear in his voice, he's just like, love of God, please don't call it. Make delay this game until tomorrow. I think it was going to end up being about a 30 minute delay, and then they're just like, well, we're just going to finish it. And the joy in the. Tough. Yeah, you can just hear Curran's voice, just like, woohoo, we're going to get going here now. Um, I also, I have to say this, I didn't mean to start the show with Reds talk on back-to-back days, but the Reds last night, like, there was a moment when they hit back-to-back-to-back home runs, 
I was like, if we beat the Yankees in back-to-back games, the second of which coming with Mike Miner, Mike freaking Miner on the hill in New York, we may win out. Like we, we may. I'm, I'm looking up wild card standings. I'm like, we're only 13 and a half back at that second wild card. This team is hot. Like this team is the best team in the AL East. We like. We're, we've just been lying in wait this entire season to play the best teams on our schedule, and we're beating them down. And then, of course, Mike Miner does what Mike Miner tends to do and gave up a ton of runs, and they lost by one. So no, no longer think that we're winning out. You're not, you're not looking at those wild card races anymore? Only like 20 games over 500 after the All-Star break. It's, I mean, it's th- happening. There's, there's a life, right? What, 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 was, the, what was Podcast Trevor's uh, situation if they're – Oh, he wanted to, he wanted to get it down to ten games below five hundred by the All Star break, right? No, this was like this was several weeks ago when they were actually playing oh, pretty okay. well. I was thinking it was an All Star break. No, thing, this, my bad. this was like in I want to say like late May when they started playing well for the first time in a while, and then they had another like well they lost like nine of eleven, and that <laughs> ruined all that. So, and you did uh, te- first on text on the Thorn Sex line is mentioning something that you saw right before we went to air, which oh, is I'm DeAndre excited, going yes. to Pacers. Now, I guess it's a, if, if I'm reading it right, it, he is a restricted free agent, so I guess there is a possibility the Suns could screw us with this. Because if he's restricted, I mean, they can match it, and he would not be a Pacer. If mm. I'm, now, I don't know what their intentions are. It looks like he agreed to a four-year, $133 million deal. Uh, the Suns have 48 hours to match the largest offer sheet in NBA history, is what uh, Wojo says. Oh, wow! Uh, okay. I'm worth it though. I'm okay with it. I mean, listen, I, I I am a DeAndre fan. I think, especially in today's NBA, he is the closest thing to an old school big man mixed with a new school big man. As you're going to get in the NBA, uh, I love it. I think he can excel being given the opportunity in the in a weaker East than he is in the tougher West especially now with a more opportunity to to put up better points. I mean, obviously, when you're with Paul and you're with Booker, you've got to take a step back and be the third wheel. But so, I'm, and, and, and more importantly, he gives the Pacers the reason to get rid of the waste of space that is known as Miles Turner. Miles Turner sucks. I mean, no, no one makes me more angrier because you saw so much potential in him when he came to the Pacers at like 19 years old as a, the freshman out of Texas. And I, I mean, I remember watching going, oh man, this guy, I mean, four, three, four years, this kid can be really good. And then here we are five years later, and he is no better than he was as a 19 year old. And he, he does the same. No one puts up the quieter, more a quieter 14 points and 10 rebounds than Miles Turner. You'll, you, the Pacers will get beat by 20. You look at the box score, Miles Turner will have 18 points, nine rebounds, and four blocks. And you're going, I don't remember seeing him do one freaking thing the entire game. So there it is. If you wanted to hear Trevor rant about Miles Turner and get excited about DeAndre Ayton in the first 10 minutes of the show, today was your day. It's fantastic. Well, so, so what's sour, too, is when I get excited about the AEW last night? Oh, God. Your, your boy put up a, a valiant effort. Orange Cassidy? He did. Who was he going up against? He, he went on against uh, the, the monster that is Wardlow for the TNT title. I hate Wardlow. I, mean, I hate him. Everyone hates Wardlow. He's like the Warlock? Uh, the best friends, our boy from Murray, Kentucky, uh, Chuck Taylor's in that group. He, they were out there. They tried, they tried to help Orange, but they got thrown out because Chuck decided to pull out a chainsaw from under the ring. Happens. <laughs> they, Sometimes it happens. As a result, they were thrown out for attempting to cheat, and uh, Orange gave it, a, gave him a good match, but he he fell short when he he got uh, his uh, second power bomb. Can I say it real quickly? Which plus, I got a gift for you today. Oh, okay. I, I had a chance to really talk to you before the show. You were in there, kind of getting your prep work done. I got no, in here. Come on. Well, we both get here like five minutes before three as well. <laughs> I was here a little it. bit earlier than you. Did. Yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, I'm here before you, but I just I saw just you walk by me until three o four. So, but yeah, I, I remind me. I got. I, I guess I give. I get to you. I guess next segment. Is it a new heart monitor? 
No. <laughs> but wait, sleeping in this thing, not fun. Is it, Vastly underestimated is it just that, how annoying it is. It didn't look that be. big, though, is it? Not the first time I've heard that. Did him too. Gotta put it on um, it, I mean, it's this, but it's all the. I mean, that is. Well, I, mean, I showed you the picture of me, like, with all the wires on yeah. my chest. Like, this, are you a back sleeper, side sleeper, chest sleeper? I'm kind of all over the place, which is are not you? good because this yeah. thing, like, it has, like, the little monitor attached to it, and I'm afraid I'm going to knock it off. So it's just, it, it was not fun. I didn't have a good time sleeping with it, but only one more night to have to deal with this. I have not showered or bathed. Don't come in here. I will try to do like a little sponge thing tonight, I guess. But you at least put some like deodorant and cologne on, right? I mean, European shower. European shower. Hey, I, I went through. I've done my first year of European showers through the days. Can rock that. So, yeah. I, so that's going on. Let me say this too. We, I, I got more reaction to yesterday's show than we've gotten for a show for for a long time. From a show for a long time. Because of the heart monitor. No, I think more of the the moon discussion at the end. <laughs> Why is it every? Why is it always something picking on me that makes this a popular show? I don't know, but a lot of people texting me like I'm dying laughing at the show, listening to the podcast now. Uh, I'm talking to when I get home. I'm talking to uh, our neighbor Lindsay. Her parents are always over there. Shout out to to Jim if, if you're listening to this. What up, Jim? But he was uh, like, I get, I get home and he's like, Hey, Mike. He's like, What's the deal with your co-host? <laughs> and I was like, If I had a dollar for every time in the last nine months, ten months that I've, I've gotten this exact same question, I'm like. He's pretty much exactly how he sounds on radio. He's like, he's like, do you guys talk about sports? We're listening on the way over. I was like, sometimes we do. Sometimes we talk about the the moon not being the size of Texas. Well, I mean, first of all, to defend myself, <laughs> Texas is pretty freaking big, okay? I mean, if, let's just say There's this. no defending let's, yourself. Let's here. throw this out there. If, if you took Texas and you threw it up in the, in, in the space, you could see it from here, right? Depends on what side you were looking. Well, I mean, like, what do you mean, like, like East Texas, West Texas, like dark side or, or front side of the? Oh, moon. I mean, I guess which one everyone's probably born. not. Once again, we've established that the moon is twenty seven percent the size of Earth. So well, about yeah, four of the size of Earth. In a full moon, we can see pretty well. So say, what percentage of of Earth do you think Texas makes up? But well, more importantly, what percentage of the moon does Texas make up? Say, is Texas twenty percent of the moon? No. <laughs> Not even close. Are you kidding? Me? Are you kidding me? Because I can see Texas. If we can see a thumbnail of the moon, we can see Texas. And do space. you think that Texas makes up more than one percent of Earth? Because uh, the answer is no. Okay, well, and then take that and like you can. You can at least you, let me guess. You can multiply it by four. <laughs> And it's still not going to be anywhere in the vicinity of 20%. So th- we don't need to have the same discussion again. The, the I think we can see Texas from space. Not not if we're in space, but if you put Texas in space. Okay. Um, <laughs> my God. 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton sex line. Hit us up today if you have thoughts on, on this or anything else that we're going to talk about. And while you're at it, again, download that Refreshing Rewards app. If you didn't have a reason before... Now you've got another reason. Summer Cash Bash is here. It's still going on every single week. Thornton's has given away 10K to one lucky Refreshing Rewards member. And at the end of the summer, they're giving away a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. All you have to do to enroll in this, you can't just be a Refreshing Rewards member. You've got to get enrolled. Open the app. Click on the Summer Cash Bash icon. You can't miss it when you open the app. And boom, you're entered. And if you aren't a Refreshing Rewards member and you want to get involved and you don't know how app stores work, it's very simple to get enrolled in this thing. All you have to do is just text REWARDS to 80313 today, and you're in. Again, Thornton's Cash Bash going on all summer long. <laughs> I missed Summer Cash Bash going on all summer long here at Thornton's. Uh, 502-414-1450, that's that number. We've got a lot to get to today. It's going to be kind of a 
I don't want to say recruiting heavy day, but I've just Ooh. got a, I've got a handful of stories that are related to recruits on both sides of the uh, basketball football aisle. We'll have a DJ Wagner update of the day. Oh, I've got it loaded. I saw, I saw I saw there was going to be an update. There's I got going to be an update. Loaded. There's going to be an update today. We have a, a couple of football notes on the recruiting front. One I think very good. One I think not very good. We'll get into mm. that. Um, we have more movement on the Donovan Mitchell front that we have to talk about. I know I'm, I'm, I'm. You're you're gearing up. You're I, 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 I feel. I feel. I feel like you know. I'm, I'm. This is. I got the positive DeAndre Ayton news for the Pacers, and now like with every yin comes a yang, and the yang is going to be Mitchell maybe going somewhere I really, 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 really hate. By the way, our boy mutual friend of the program, Nick Coffee, yeah, um, love Nick, love Nick. He is a diehard Pacers fan as well. He is not happy about the DeAndre Ayton stuff. Really? He's is he tweeting? I haven't noticed uh, on Twitter. He is. He just was responding to somebody who said, the most Indiana Pacers signing ever, a max contract for a seven-footer who doesn't stretch the floor in 2022. Yikes. And I mean, he just responded with the, the gif of the guy who like, has like the I can't believe what's happening well, I mean, face on. Well, yeah, Miles Turner shoots threes. Look how well that did for him. Yeah, but Miles Turner sucks. Again, <laughs> if, you, if you can take one thing away from the first segment of the show, it's this. God Miles, forbid Miles we, yeah, but we have a center that doesn't shoot threes, just spends their entire... I mean, yeah, you could do that. You can get, I mean, you get Joel Embiid. I mean, I'm not a big Joel Embiid fan personally, but... He's good. I mean, solid. I mean, I, I don't want a center that shoots five threes a game. Well, because you're stuck in 1975. No, I'm just... I don't want to... No, I don't get caught up in... I'm, I want to get... In, you got to find an in-between. Find a middle. Come on, where, where's Zoe at? Meet me in the middle, okay? <laughs> I never remember. I always think that song because that was a song TJ told me in his bachelor party. They sang it like nonstop. Really? That was bachelor party. <laughs> Sounds like a crazy bachelor party. <laughs> it does. Texas, I wasn't invited for some reason. I don't know Texter why. says, what hot astronomy take does Trevor have for us today? I think you already got it. But I, I think that your hot astronomy take, <laughs> could we see Texas from the moon? No, if On the, the moon. If the Earth. Texas was in space. Would we see it in the sp- in space from Earth? <laughs> if the moon were made of spare ribs, <laughs> I mean, would, you, <laughs> would you eat it? First of all, yeah, of course. And second, I mean, Iowa, I'm not, they're delicious. I'm not talking about like Boston or even Boston, Massachusetts, or Rhode Island or something floating up there. This is Texas. Texter says, and this, this was also kind of on my list as a quick aside. Hey, Mike and T Dog, did anybody call you T Dog? Uh, not to my face. This guy does. Okay, uh, what up, T? Hey, Mike and T Dog. <laughs> Hope you got to dig into this. Did you see the Twitter demolition Lamar did of Bernard Pollard? Absolutely hilarious. Did you see this yesterday? I did. The problem was was I went, when I saw I saw like it trending, and I was like, oh, I want to check this out. And I went to go read it. I couldn't understand anything Lamar Jackson and him were saying to each other. Well, was it Lamar Jackson translator that helped? Like it was. I felt like I was reading an eye chart. Like I could not. Like I guess there were insults somewhere in between the emojis and. Four letters that didn't make a word, and yeah, you, you just don't I, speak internet. I don't. I mean, so uh, I get. I, I guess they were trying to, to, to talk trash to each other, but I couldn't understand it. Basically, like it was like Sanskrit to me. So Bernard Pollard, who played for Ra- the Ravens, yeah, I remember who he was. Won yeah. a Super Bowl. Technically, he's on the team. <laughs> he's on the team. He's, I believe he was a starter, wasn't he? No, I guess maybe he wasn't. was, yeah. but he yeah, I mean, he benefited by. Playing alongside much better defensive players. Well, they, they had a good defense, yes. Great defense. He has been, ever since Lamar, I, I haven't seen this because I don't care about who Bernard Pollard is. I don't care about I what he says on social either. media. Yeah. But he has apparently been kind of very critical of Lamar Jackson ever since Jackson got to the Ravens. And he had this, he was in a Twitter discussion that was not involving Lamar where he was talking about how Lamar just can't make the throws. He can't read defenses. No wide receiver wants to play here. Yeah. And they're not going to want to. And finally, Lamar is like, 
I've seen this guy like talking about me ever since I became a Raven. I don't even know who you are. I had to Google you. Congrats on winning a Super Bowl with Ray Lewis and uh, you know the other guys who like everybody knows. Nobody knows who you are. And like he's starting to like share his highlights and stuff. And Lamar's like, you're sharing one clip from college. Like would have loved to have gone up against you. Like Ravens fans are. It's weird because Ravens fans, like these are two of their guys, but they're clearly siding with Lamar in this. And it was Bernard Pollard didn't come out looking good. Well, one thing that kind of caught my attention was that Lamar replied to a tweet that Pollard put out. Pollard didn't actually say Lamar's name. He just put LJ in it. Well, yeah, but he, I mean, how how, how, how much of a research is Lamar doing of his own name? No, 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 no. Because what happens in these? It's called snitch tagging. Whenever somebody's talking crap about somebody oh, else, someone will tag, someone will tag okay, and be like, "Hey," because it you. happens to me all the time. Like people are like, "Hey, all man, right. you see this?" And I'm like, ah, I don't "See, care. when I saw the like, screenshot of the of the thread, I yeah. didn't see the what what would call what would you call it, a snitch tag? Snitch tag. If you just like to be like, "Hey, man," like, "Hey, L, at LJ8 your new era, whatever his, his Twitter handle is, this guy's talking crap about you." That's how everybody's like. I guarantee Lamar Jackson isn't spending his time just. Twitter searching LJ. Well, that's what I thought. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> because yeah. there, I'm assuming there would be hundreds of thousands of tweets that you would have to go through to find one that would be about I mean, you. That baffled me because I was like, okay, I get you know, there's one thing to like like Google search your name, like that, that kind of ego, but like to, to use your, your initials. I mean, come on, man, how do you do that? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I'm sure people just tagged him and let him know that this was happening, and apparently it's happened before. So I'm sure he was like. The same dude again, who I didn't know. I'm gonna Google search who this guy is. Congrats! I mean, he and came. At, he came at him with the emoji face. Is hot man. He, he had like, did. He had like forty purple, uh, mean looking man. And he enjoys the laughing so hard I'm crying emoji. That's a Lamar Jackson staple. I'm not a fan of that emoji, by the way. I just I don't. I think it's it's so over. It's it's like the emoji version of the uh, Denzel where he does the relief look. Yeah, the, like I'm just so tired of kind of seeing that emoji. To, yeah, you know, you're, you're not turning any heads with the use of the same gift that's been used a million times since. 2016. <laughs> I mean, it's like every time I see someone do that emoji, I just want to mute them, just yeah. like just just to make my clean up my Twitter feed. But yes, that was a, a fun thing to follow on social media last night. It was a good time. Uh, that good time. Yeah. Once I, I mean, like I said, I had trouble deciphering it, but it seemed like it seemed like Lamar won. It it, it did. I mean, the guy the guy's like 42 and six as a start in the NFL, so why wouldn't he win? Yeah, I mean, he had the, the <laughs> most wins of any quarterback ever, ever under the age of 25. Yeah, MVP. MVP. I'd say that's the guy that the Ravens fans are probably going to side with. Yeah. Have you seen the um, – I, I guess we should start today by talking about the big news of the morning. Remember we had the Josh Hurd press conference? No, not, not, not that he's you. I interrupted him oh. today. <laughs> You're getting ready for the music. I, I'm so predictable. <laughs> well, I saw you like looking at me with like the – do I do it now? Do I do it now? Plus, I got I to like lean down to get to the, the uh, mouse on this computer, which is going – oh, I forgot about that press we conference. We had a press conference. I forgot about it. And it was news that – I mean, doing wrong, big, a big deal for this, the school – Certainly a newsworthy of having a press conference over, but for the average fan, not something that's going to, to use your phrase, move the needle all that much. But mm-hmm. UofL has named, uh, announced, I guess I should say, that UofL Health is going to be the official health care provider of Cardinal Athletics moving forward. So, what happened to Fraser Rehab? Was that who it was before? Wasn't it who was the health advisor of the Louisville for Doesn't matter. Okay. All that matters <laughs> is that now UofL Health is the official health care provider of Cardinal Athletics. It's a high phrase. Josh heard at the press conference. He's very excited about it. Um, he announced that this new partnership is going to last for eight years. It'll address medical coverage for all 23 sports programs, plus basic training for uh, coverage for the Cardinals cheer and dance teams, which are technically athletic programs because they're not D1 sanctioned. Also, there's going to be a comprehensive mental health um, coverage now as, as part of this whole deal, which is good. And you had quotes from doctors, quotes from everybody. Like, you can see the whole press, uh, press release. I put it on. Card Chronicle, 
but maybe the bigger deal was Josh Hurd answering questions after the announcement. And not shockingly, they weren't all about the new healthcare provider of U Athletics. There were people who wanted to talk about conference realignment. There were people who wanted to talk about his thoughts on the ACC. And we've had his quotes from the story that Tim Sullivan wrote a few weeks ago, but we haven't had him since then giving any sort of direct off-the-cuff answers. And I think the it was mostly what you would expect, but maybe the if there was a standout moment, something that you circled and said, like, this is the thing that people are going to be talking about, he was asked directly if any conferences had reached out to Louisville to have some discussions. And he just said, no. That was it. Do you, no, be- like, you believe in the way he said it? Yes. Mm-hmm. It was very succinct. It was very straightforward. To worry you that he said it. A little bit, yeah. No, okay. <laughs> because if, if, like, you know, if somebody from the SEC had reached out and said, just so you know, like, like we're not making any moves yet, but in the event that there's more expansion moving forward, you guys are on our short list, like, we'll be in touch sometime down the line. Or th- the Big Ten had done something similar. Josh could have danced around that a little bit and been and said, you know, I'm not going to talk about that. You know, everything. There's a lot of moving parts in this. People have conversations all the time. But him just saying no, that, that would tell you someone had contact. Exactly. Probably, yeah. Or that he's he doesn't want it out there that Louisville had not been contacted, which he's, he shouldn't at this point. And he just said, you know, no, which says to me like we're kind of on the outside. What we thought all along, uh, which yeah. is we're pretty much on the outside looking in if these two conferences go to 20 teams. I think we're going to get screwed when this happens, too. A lot of people do. This seems to be... I just, I, I'm like walking the dog. I've got neighbors who are I like, mean, we're going to get bleeped, aren't we, Mike? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I just, how's it going? I just can't think of a good scenario where we're, gonna, we're going to find a home between these two. I feel we're going to be left with the... Whether it's three big or four big conferences, we're going to be left with like the third, the, the whatever, whoever's the third, second, quote unquote, third tier conference. I, I, honestly, I think we're going to be that's not the worst thing in the world. No, but we're going to be there. With probably Kansas and Duke, and and you know, maybe Arizona State, and maybe Cal. I don't know if Cal's going to get into one of the two. I think they will, but who cares about Cal? Cal, get Cal out of here. I'm just, I'm just naming other. I'm just, just throwing out. Names. I, I think we would be in there with the the other leftovers from the ACC, which would include a handful of really good basketball schools. Yeah, Virginia would basketball. probably be in there, maybe. Maybe, yeah, they, they might get picked off. I think North Carolina gets picked because well, yeah, they're going. It's a state they're school. The first one. Yeah, Clemson. I could see Clemson being left with us. I can't. I mean, I, I just they're think, not leaving Clemson out. I mean, Notre, Notre Dame. I think will obviously end up playing the Big Ten more than likely. The ones that you, I think we know, are going to go somewhere else. If it, if in fact we're talking about two twenty-team super conferences, yeah, I think you know beyond the shadow of any doubt, Notre Dame, Florida State, Miami, Clemson, and North Carolina. Those seem to be the ones that everybody. Uh, those five are going to have a home somewhere. More than likely, yeah. Virginia is probably the next on that list that people keep talking about. And then unless it's one of those deals where, like North Carolina says, if you take us, we have to take Duke, which I don't think Carolina would do because. No, no. Duke is, in this case, where football's driving the ship, Duke is kind of, you know, they're, they're baggage. They're, yeah. they're, they're, you know, they're dead weight. Um, I think those six are the ones that are clearly above Louisville in the pecking order. Virginia Tech probably is up there as well. And then you start getting into the conversations of eh, maybe Louisville would be next. Who the Big Ten wants is the most interesting because they have the, by far the most slots. Well, they want Notre Dame. And, well, and I think they'll get Notre Dame. Because I think Notre Dame, I feel like Notre Dame's going to like think that they should be wooed by these two. Oh, yeah. Notre Dame's, Notre Dame's the— And, and they're, they're expecting this. And I think the SEC's going to look at that and go, hey, whatever, dude. Like, like we would like you, but we're not going to woo you. You've been the whooping big, your ass for the last 25 years. Yeah, I mean, we. you think we need you that bad. We, you need us as much as we need you, if not more. And the Big Ten is going to look at it and go, no, we'll woo you. We'll, we'll get, you want flowers? You want to go out? You want a trip to, to Tahiti? We'll take you. You know, we'll yeah. come, we need we do need you. So I think that's – plus, like I said, the Big Ten, what, has 14 teams now? So they've got six spots left possibly, where the SEC only has, what, four spots left? 
I believe that's correct. So, yeah, I mean, the SEC's – and I, I mean, I think two of those are going to go to Oregon and Washington for the SEC if they're smart. They're going to go somewhere. I mean, if they're, if they're smart, they're going to go out west because they have to at this point with the way it's looking, and those are the two most obvious for them. I just saw this uh, come across my, my timeline, and it's worth mentioning because we talked about this guy yesterday, but uh, Agent Casey Close has I sued su- yes. Doug Gottlieb for libel, alleging in a complaint that Gottlieb defamed him and XL Sports Management in a tweet regarding the contract negotiations of Dodger star Freddie Freeman. I saw this tweet, and I wanted to say something, but I wanted to let you get through the, the conference stuff. This is this is kind of this could be big. It could be big. Because if you open up that Pandora's box of to, to us as sports people, as just personalities on the radio a libel i mean that that opens up a pandora's box of other lawsuits well i mean trevor saying this as somebody who has been sued for this i would say that box has already been opened I before mean, well it's true but i mean you, you know, <laughs> but you didn't you, the lawsuit didn't wasn't successful on the on the the other side against you though well we settled okay so technically we had to I mean, I, I don't know if I'm even allowed to talk about it, but it was the lawsuit was settled. No, and then that means that the precedent wasn't set. Eh, I long, mean, long as it's not it goes to a trial and there's a verdict, the precedent isn't set. I mean, technically, but like this is this is not the first time that, that I, I I think that radio show hosts have been sued successfully in the past. Um, I, I mean, there I'm not the only local radio show host that has been sued I, I in the last ten years. And I guess it always depends what, what level of liability you're talking about. Like, I don't know what Gottlieb said about. I don't either. Close. I mean, but I mean, I've been harsh. I mean, I know you've been, you you will continue to be, and as will I on, on some people, you know, I mean, but who's to draw the line where, you know, Brian Brown wants to sue me because I've, you know, called him a, a you know, saying he's not worth any job, let alone Louisville. Well, but that, that's not, like, that's not libel. That's just you stating an opinion. Mm-hmm. Libel is something that's straight up false. I mean, it could be, yeah. I mean, like, me, me, libel say, would be me you- going on a rant of how he may suck, this and that, that could be considered slander, though. Not really. Like, you're you're protected in that case. The only thing that would make that would get you in trouble is if you said something that could easily be proven as inaccurate, as false. Like if you said Brian Brown, is, like he's here only because Scott Satterfield. He went to like Scott Satterfield and was like crying for his job and on his knees. And, like you said that, like but like you were being like you were like saying it as a report. Yeah, it's true. and it could easily be proven as inaccurate, and you could not prove that it was that's true. An accurate yes. thing, then you could be sued successfully. But I, I'm like you. We don't have the details here. I don't know exactly what Gottlieb said, but it's interesting. Two of the guys that came up on yesterday's show were in the news in the last 24 hours because we talked a little bit about uh, that ass clown Dan Dockich as well. And he, I saw him. Yeah, I saw him trending. I did, or I saw him on Twitter. I didn't see what for though. My God, I mean, he went on a rant yesterday. Like he got in trouble like, last was... year or whatever. He called some high school basketball player in Indiana like a meth head, and <laughs> he really he got like in trouble for it. Got like knocked off the air. And then of course, like what happens whenever Dockett says this stuff and gets in trouble, they just delete the shows. Like they, they take the podcast off, they scrub them, yeah. and so he deletes the audio. And yesterday. <laughs> He goes on this rant about how the indie star is going after him. You know, he's he's one of these like everybody hates me because I'm so cool type guys. Yeah. And he's like, they keep saying that I said this and I didn't even say it. Like you can't find the audio and the indie star writer. <laughs> the indie star had kept their own copy of the audio, and so they wrote. They're like, well, we have to address this since he's saying that he didn't say it. Like here's the audio of Dan Dockers being like, that kid is a meth head or a crack, whatever he says. Like it's right out there, and Dockage still is like, no, I didn't say it. Didn't say it. They're like they have the freaking recording. I'd love to know why he called him a kid a meth head. Because he's Dan Dockage. I know. I'm just. Is what it is. So, it's a high school kid. And he's man. like, everybody listen to me on Outkick, the coverage tomorrow from 9 to 11. It's got like t- 
two likes on his tweet. Like people are like, no, we don't. Oh, he's going. To, he's going. To, no, oh, he's been on that kick for the last. He's going to join Clay over there. He's been there. Oh, he has he? Nobody cares because pe- like when he left ESPN, I had no he idea. He was, I had no idea he was over there. Nobody did because when he's when he got lost the ESPN gig for being himself, he like people just stopped caring about him That's as insane. they should. I mean, I follow Clay Travis. So I don't, I'm surprised I never saw him on there. Clay Travis also got. In trouble yesterday. Well, that didn't surprise me either. Did you see that? He's been no, doing what he say? He's the latest. So that whole the God, now you're making me dive into politics a little bit. Oh yeah, love it. Let's do it, baby. But there was the big, you know, the story in the in the wake of Roe v. Wade being overturned. There was the story of the ten year old girl who had been raped, and she had to. Oh, I've not seen this. Yeah, she had to drive from Ohio to Indiana to get an, an abortion, and because it was still it was Ohio like us was one of those trigger states where it was immediately illegal Indiana it was still still legal okay and I, I'm surprised Indiana wasn't a trigger state this became a big story and the a lot of right wing people said like this is just made up it's all fake um, this is just something that people use the antidote and tri- uh, Clay Travis was the biggest one like saying like this is a fake thing like there's no evidence supporting this no well they found the guy who raped the girl and arrested him and he was in court yesterday well, so he had like everyone had all of his tweets of being like this fake story like shame on these people this fake story and then yesterday it was just like update on the viral story it's like a man has been arrested like he just like was acting like he had never said anything about it being potentially fake moving forward since but, she was 10 10 How'd she drive? The, the, the... She, she was driven. Oh, driving. she did not drive herself. I like that. That was your big question. <laughs> I, I hadn't. I actually see that the, the story I'd seen that was that's been kind of the, the the one I guess made my headlines is the the woman who uh, was driving in the carpool lane that's pregnant that's claiming says, yeah that which says claiming that, it's that pretty she's, brilliant. I mean, it's, <laughs> she's like, if you're saying this a life, then technically I can drive in the carpool lane. I find two it very amusing, car. actually. Yeah, dude. She probably went in court. Like that's a, I mean, airtight argument. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of hard it's to, to argue against it when it's your own argument for why you you did it. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, I saw that too. That was that was everywhere for a while. I'm like, yeah, well done, pretty well done. Uh, we did not mean to go down those avenues, but it happens. What are you going to do? Uh, I tell you what, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Send us some text. When we come back. I've got, we'll get into the first of these recruiting stories. Do you want to start with DJ Wagner? We can do that. Uh, it's up to you, man. Sure, that's, there's a reason why your name's on the headline no, and I'm not. I'm letting you know. I'm just letting you know. I'm, I'm the fun. I'll tell you what. We'll do the DJ <laughs> Wagner update of the day coming up after the break, and then we'll have one of the football stories coming up as well. All that coming your way in segment number two. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 The Big X. <laughs> Bring up the bass. Uh, Love about, the temptations. I, who, maybe, 
you don't love the Temptations, then there's, you God got, bless your soul. I, yeah, what are you doing? I don't think you have one. <laughs> you may be soulless. <laughs> you Bro, might want to look into that. <laughs> you know what you want to look into? If you have air conditioning problems this summer, it's our friends over at AirServe, Louisville's area's AC and heating experts. Uh, they return all their starters. They're available 24-7. Their game plan is simple. They're going to keep you comfortable and safe in your home. They've got in-depth cleaning, air quality solutions like air purification systems and allergen protection, carbon monoxide and smoke detector installation, humidifiers, dehumidifiers, all guaranteed to keep you on top of your game. AirServe, they're like EMTs for your HVAC. The best part about AirServe, they're available 24-7. they got technicians always ready to come out to your house, fix your AC problem, fix your heating problem, fix whatever you need to have fixed. AirServe.com slash Louisville. That's the website, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com. Louisville. Play the Rutherford House is going to take advantage of that 24 7. They're going to regret that. They're going to regret that very much. I mean, we have been. Yeah. We'll be hitting a pair serve a lot. <laughs> Just so you know. Two in the morning. Guess what? We got kids there, sir. <laughs> we need that EMT over here. I'm a, I'm a long hauler struggling with two children and doing a daily radio show with a man who believes Texas is the size of the moon. I need air serve at my house right now. Backyard full of poop. Right now. I can just see air serve coming over with the defibrillator with the rear AC because of the EMT. They're like, come on, clear, Rutherford AC. <laughs> Get it clear. Oh, I'm sorry. It's gone, Mike. We're going to bring you a new one. <laughs> the worst is a few, like, few of the last time we had some problem. Like I was like doing all the stuff that I usually do to try to get the AC going. You know, I, first thing always is change the air filter. I did like the only things that I know to as far as like starting and restarting the AC and like looking up some things. And then I go outside. I'm like, oh, it's just not going at all. It's not that it's not blowing cold air. <laughs> no, just, we don't yeah. just need the Freon. We need like it, the whole thing is not working. And then they came out and they fixed it. So it was, it's all good. We're, you got to the point well. where you just like the, my old, I had an old RCA 77 RCA TV that uh, sometimes you had to give a nice little slap on the side to get it going. No, we're not there yet. Okay. This was a uh, even simpler fix. My, one of my That's favorite okay. TVs I ever had was, it, it, my, it was when my mom moved out of my grandmother's first time. So I moved out with her in, in Crescent Hill and we had this, she got this TV that she got from her friend. And it was one of those big, you know, old school TVs that like has the, you know, the, the big set. Yeah, for sure. And this was, it was an old school, but it was like, it was kind of past its better days. So it took like 30 to 45 minutes to warm up. So when you turn it on, you could hear the volume of the channel you're watching, but the picture would slowly but surely come in. And it was, it would, in a, in days without DVR and, and, and things like that, you'd have to get home. Like if I was running late for a show, I'd be screwed because I, I remember one time I got to a game, I turned the game on. It was like almost halftime by the time I saw the damn game. I felt uh. like. like I can hear the volume. I can, I'm like, Where's Jordan at? I can't see him. The, the screen's still warming up, damn it. Uh, first word problems I had growing up. Texture says, whenever you talk about something controversial, how high does your anxiety go when Trevor is speaking on it? <laughs> it's probably the reason for all these health problems. What? It's probably, that's probably why <laughs> everything's gone bonkers. We haven't it. been sued yet. Not yet. Please, please knock on wood. I can tell you once again from experience, it's not fun. It's all right. I, you know what? It. I say bring bring on your lawsuit. You know why? Don't please don't. Because I got that. Phil Rich, baby. Well, I'm, I'm wearing the Phil and Rich shirt today. He's from Portland. He's from Portland. I'll tell you, I, I have no fear. The best part about <laughs> I was about to say the best part about being sued. The best part about the day that I found out. First of all, I found out while we were on air. Like I got like DMs from. And you don't want uh, Andy Wolfson from the Courier Journal, the Wolf, sending you. T- he's like, he's like, he's like, this was just filed in in court. I was like, do you there. have any quote? And I was like, oh no, like I'm like, don't need to go to break, talk about something. But it gets, it's all over local news. It must have been like a very, very slow news day, because if you if you got home, turn on the six o'clock news, 
the lead story was us, like getting sued. Nice. And they all of them used my picture, even though I was a very, very small part of this lawsuit. <laughs> and I think everybody in the city of Louisville saw this because I got like people acted like my entire family had been killed in a car crash. Like people are texting me like, "Hey man, you okay?" Like people I haven't talked to since like high school. I'm like, <laughs> it's gonna be fine. Everybody had seen it besides my wife. I don't. She had. I guess she'd had a very hard day at work and hadn't like gotten on her phone or done anything. And she comes home and she's like got the worst look on her face and she's like throws her bag down. She's like, well, how was your day? And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I was like, I'm about to start drinking heavily at 630. It was not great. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, turn on the news. Was like She had zero idea. I guess it helped her remember, forget what rough day she had, though. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, she helped her. She quickly that. Yeah. hopped out of that mood. <laughs> that was, that's helpful a little bit. Texture says Dan Dockage makes eye contact. No, you almost got me again to read the same thing that he said about TJ Walker a few weeks ago. Makes eye contact when. <laughs> Devil's three-way? Yeah, no, 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 that wasn't what it was. It was the T.J. Walker one that I read. You don't make eye contact in the Devil's Three Way. Texas says Doug Gottlieb is the Paul Ryan of announcers. I don't even know what that means, but it kind of feels right. Where did I know the name Paul Ryan from? He used to be, uh, he's a Republican senator. He's kind of like, he, uh, he was a vice presidential candidate, presidential candidate. Okay, that's probably why I know the name. Sort from, of good-looking okay. guy. I guess, yeah. Sort of seen as a moderate, even though, you know. The name does ring a bell a little bit. It's probably just right now from right from Twitter and seeing stuff like that. Yeah. Texas, I missed the beginning of the show. Can you please recap any major derailments? No, we're gonna do that because it <laughs> only leads to more derailments. And then he says, also, did Trevor drink the smoothie? We still. Mary did. She's aware now. Today she was making mine last second before she left, and she's like, "Does Trevor want one tomorrow?" And I said, "I think he does." She's like, "I heard you guys talking about that yesterday. I missed the original discussion, but apparently, like, Trevor wants to try it." So here, here's I'm gonna make you feel bad now. Trevor tries it. I've been asking you all week for a smoothie. No. Uh-huh. For a, for a, for a aloe milkshake. Yeah, and I see you brought yourself one today. I did, and yet again, I'm still left in the cold. This was made at like legitimately two forty-seven. Mary like flew down. She's like, "Can you wait three minutes?" I was already in the parking lot at two forty-seven. I know. She was like, "Can you wait three minutes? I'll make it." I was like, "Okay." So that said, you didn't bring me what I, I not even not even a surprise gift, like just what something I've been requesting now for day four, and yet here I am holding a gift for you. I want to see what the gift is that I got for you just because of the kindness of my heart. Well, you're getting a smoothie tomorrow. Blame my wife. Don't blame me. This is not my fault. So we're going to do this on the air. I'm going to bring it to you on the air. This is slightly terrifying. Trevor's coming into the big room. He's got something in a loose, looks like Kroger bag. Am I allowed to talk about what this is on air? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's dirty. Okay. Or legal. That's raw here, Okay. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to open this. It's very tightly. I might just have to rip it. I'm just going to have to rip the bag. I just didn't want to reek in the smoke. It is a, it's a shirt of some sort. Is this an Orange Cassidy shirt? It's Orange Cassidy, Oh, baby. my God. He looks like Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and if anybody asks and you're embarrassed about wearing a wrestling shirt, just tell him it's like Bob Dylan or something. This is a... For, well, it is an XL. This is going to dwarf me. Oh, is that going to dwarf you? Well, you can let it shrink a little bit. How large do you think I, I am? How skinny you are? I'm sure. <laughs> I've never actually stood next to you. Give us a picture of Orange Cassidy. This is awesome. You got to give it a thumbs up. He's wearing, he's wearing a shirt of himself. He, that's what he does. That's fantastic. He's got ripped jeans on. He looks he, he, very Ryan Reynolds and drive-ish. That's a very good call, yeah. Thank you, I Trevor. Mean, you needed a wrestling shirt. I do. And you like swag. You like wearing shirts you don't pay for. I, that's exactly right. I'm wearing, I, I'm wearing the Phil Rich Made It Rain <laughs> t-shirt right now. Um, thank you, Trev. Very, very nice. This is a – I will absolutely wear this even though I'm going to look like a small, small – this could be like a night shirt. <laughs> is that that big on you? Trevor, I'm a, I'm a small guy. I can't rock the X. Is that really? I thought, and then I looked at it. I thought this it might, might shrink. Did, well, it should it, shr- it should shrink. Although this Phil Richard is a large, and it's it fits me pretty well. I pull, I so got I that, and when I pulled it out, when I because I've got myself like a Claudio shirt and a couple other shirts too as well. But I was like, this might be too bit small. 
No, it should be good. You're that tiny? Thanks, buddy. I'm usually a medium, according to in most brands. Medium or large. Really? Yeah. You don't you don't come off looking that small. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm sure Not the first time I've heard that either. <laughs> yeah, it's worked you're going to keep laying them out there. I mean, I mean, it's going to keep happening. I'm just, I mean, I'm putting up softballs for you, man. I know, I know. you were the pitcher, but now I'm making you the hitter. Well, thanks, And there's buddy. another one for you. I don't think I've owned it. <laughs> I used to, like, I haven't probably owned any piece of, like, wrestling garb since, like, Eighth grade freshman year when the WWF Attitude Era, I had like you know rock shirts. Yeah, like mankind I'm wearing shirts. AEW right now. Yeah, but yeah. But I will. I'm gonna have to wear this next Wednesday for wrestling. For, 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 for Orange Cassidy. That's day. our new wrestling day. Thank you, buddy. That You're was welcome. Very very nice. Uh, Texas says, Mike. Come on, guys. <laughs> What's my? He said the exact same thing. Makes eye contact, but now it's me. Uh, Texas says, Paul li- Paul Ryan lies about running marathons. Well, I can see Doug Gottlieb doing that. Who wouldn't lie about running a marathon? I'd lie about running a marathon. The woman that won the Boston Marathon lied about running a marathon. Texas, I thought I used to get nervous for you when Ramsey would get aggressive as your co-host. Trevor has me holding my breath for three hours every day. It's honestly exhilarating. <laughs> yeah, I said Ryan Reynolds. I meant Ryan Gosling uh, uh, from well, Drive. Drive is an awesome movie. You could do Ryan Reynolds, too. They're, he looks like both. That's why they're yeah. easily confused. But I was thinking of Ryan Gosling. Was Drive, I, that's the movie. I don't think I've seen that movie. Oh, Drive's awesome. Is it fantastic? Wow, you you really are going. You 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 jumped on that. You will want a quick. You will want to have a scorpion jacket after you watch Drive. What's this? What what is this? He wears this like scorpion jacket the whole movie. It's badass. The only time I've ever wanted to get a jacket so bad because of a video was the uh, the white uh, jacket with like the uh, the the, I can't remember was a snake or whatever the dragon on it from the bad video from MTV bad the Michael Jackson bad video Uh the one the guy he's dancing against. Yeah, he wears that one. That's I've always I always wanted that white jacket with the uh, with the. I always forget you, you can always tell the people that are listening via stream because now like the the Ryan Reynolds slash Gosling corrections are just pouring in. <laughs> like uh, Ryan Gosling not in Drive or Ryan Gosling was in Drive. Not what's Ryan what's Reynolds. the concept of Drive? Is he just a driver? Is he's it... like a getaway driver uh, for like criminals. He's like for hire. He's like a fantastic driver. He also does like stunt. So his full time job is he does stunt driving for movies. He's in California, but as like a side gig, he's a criminal like getaway driver now is this does this actually have some plot or is this just a special effects movie no no, no it, it fantastic plot okay very good he falls in love with uh carrie mulligan she's like girl on the street with a, she's a single mom moves into his floor uh in la i'm gonna check that i'm gonna check it out tonight because i got it's awesome last night was a very uh very weird rerun night for me after aw i end up watching mr deeds okay and then follow, that is a very weird and then followed that with the help and then I watched Die. And then I watched Die Hard. <laughs> Once again, your trilogies are just. I feel like sometimes when I have to watch something serious, when I watch something as goofingly stupid as Mr. Deeds, like I feel like I don't know somewhere in my brain, I'm like I need to like make up for it. I uh, can't read your text, Texter, who says bleep, but you are correct. I agree with you. Okay. Um, <laughs> Texas Trevor, have you heard about Zach Wilson? I love the Zach Wilson story. Do you? Have you seen it? I have. I love it. I I I've I've I loved every second of it. I would love to talk about. It. I'm glad the texter brought it up because I didn't know any other way to bring it up uh, with you and me just talking. If you didn't do it, but yes, I mean any in, in, any story where I can use the phrase "homie hopper" is great. <laughs> I mean, just, just I mean I mean when I first saw the story and saw people making fun of Zach Wilson, I'm like, why are they making fun of Zach? I mean, there's reasons to make fun of him, but I was like, why are they doing it? And I saw like. His his teammate, his his college roommate, his college best friend is now hooking up with this, you know, the, his ex hot girlfriend who was at the draft. But I'm like, well, that's kind of cruel. You know, that's kind of messed up. Then it comes out like, well, he's the only reason they broke up was because Zach Wilson was banging his best friend's mom. <laughs> I was like, yes, 
That is awesome. <laughs> I, I just liked his reaction to it, where he's like, first of all, that's like, a bad move by Zach Wilson. You don't. There's a line to draw. I'm not saying you can't. I have no problem with the cougar hunting. That's more power to you, buddy. I'm for you on that one. But you don't you don't do with your best friend's mom, man. That's just that's that's no no bueno. I love that this is where you draw the line on stuff. This is where you become a man of principle. There is there is a line. You know I have a line. I just like that he said Usually it goes up my not mine, but I mean there's a line usually. Sometimes you gotta uh, oh keep my it. God, <laughs> I just like that he said, Good lord, I'm just reacting to that. Uh he's like he's like he gets on Twitter finally, but this is blowing out. It's all anybody wants to talk about. It's oh like, yeah. It's like I took the boys to the club in Idaho, poor cell service. What did I miss? Like, <laughs> it's the only way to, to handle something like that. That's funny, though. Is that what Zach Wilson said? He did real well. And yeah. then Donovan Mitchell responded to him. It was like uh, Captain Comedy or something. I mean, that's a good response. But you got to, I mean, if it's true, you, yeah, you hooked up. With, I mean, you can't hook up with your, your, one of your buddy's moms. That's just not cool, man. You, you got me? Come on. I remember I, I, I used to I was dating a woman one time who accused me of sleeping with her mom. Yeah, it wasn't so. I, which was I, weird because her name was Stacy, and at the time the Stacy. I think you got the story wrong. Out. Because the text line agreed. Like I, I had seen the same thing. The text line says it okay. wasn't his best friend's mom; it was his mom's best friend, which I think is totally. Oh, well, that's fine. Man. I think that that's very different. I think that that's kind of cool. No, that's 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 that's. There's nothing wrong. Okay, well Zach Wilson, high yeah. five, buddy. Mom's best friend, not. Oh, best mom. I thought it was the guy who had hooked up with his girlfriend. It was his mom. No. Oh, so it was just Zach Wilson's mom's best friend. Yeah, mom's friend. Oh, well, there's nothing wrong with that at all. That's more power to you. That's 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 free ground. Yeah, go for it, dude. Zach Wilson, you're the man. Yeah. I actually, I actually like Zach Wilson. I, I was kind of on the fence about Zach coming out of college, going to the Jets. I'm, I'm over the, you know what? I might actually keep Zach Wilson on the Jets and Madden now. I like you, Zach. <laughs> Good too, man. But you do you, man. Zach Wilson, mommy hopper. Mom. That's not as good as homie hopper though. Is uh, that was that a phrase? Is that like a common phrase? I had never, I not heard it. Before. I'd never heard it. Like I learn new phrases every day. Like this day I learned tea, but like this one's better. I'm sorry, this, this, this is a lot better than tea. Texas. Whenever I hear the Phil Rich commercial, I always picture it being said by Vince Marrow because he's from Portland. I picture the little guy from the Dr Pepper commercial. <laughs> the rocker dude. I did like you brought up uh, T. We, we had to teach you that phrase yesterday. We need. I, I think we need. I don't know. We're not, we're not in a position where we can hire more people to work on the show. <laughs> well, we're not even like, paying the ones we bring in right now. Having <laughs> Jenner around on Monday and Wednesday does reinforce like my belief. Like we need somebody a little bit younger. Like that. We need <laughs> young blood. Because like I, I feel like we get into like our little. Because I have at least some access to the young world based on like social media. I'm not. Also, you're 42, but you're going on 85. Yes. So I that am. doesn't help us. I've been told that. And so, like, we need somebody to step in every now and then and be like, you guys just, you're talking about things that have no relation to anybody who's 25 years old. So, like, we need Jenna around here more. She helps us out a little bit. Um, Texas says, Trevor is the guy who halfway reads the headline, sort of understands it, and doesn't read the rest of the article. No, I, well. First of all, that's true. That's true. That's <laughs> but. Not, this isn't the point. That is true, Texter. I do, I do skim. And I do, re, I do do what you just described. But I did. I, I I just thought I just misread this one though. I just I, the way I read it, I thought it was saying that because the only thing I actually read was I, the only thing I saw about it. I watched the video from the barstool dude, ah. and I, the way he Don't talked, I thought he said that he had hooked up with the I guess the guy's named Dylan or something. No idea. Yeah, the the former root play the uh, former playmate, the former uh, roommate and teammate of uh, Chris. Uh, or Zach. I thought that's who he was saying. So I just misunderstood. God, the text line just blowing up about Zach Wilson. Uh, another text says, Dan, 
Job. I'm a hopper. Itch. Uh, huge <laughs> news coming out of Louisville in the next 72 hours, getting reamed by Benetti for being so wrong on air. That was one of my favorite. This is what, That was the, the first reason why I love Jason Benetti. He's like my favorite. He might be my favorite play-by-play guy right now, outside of maybe Sean McDonough. But he, I don't know if you remember this, when like, Doc Itch reported, like, like this was an ESPN employee reporting that Jeff Brom had already agreed to a deal. Oh, yeah. I and know that this. there was a press yeah. conference set for November 29th and all this stuff. He got, he was already, there was a, there was money set in place. Exactly. And yada, yada, like, yada, yeah. This isn't just some, like, some rando. He even got the figure, didn't he? Didn't he say the exact figure? Was well, like that was that was for the NCAA case when he was like, oh, okay, he's like, Louisville's going to get a postseason ban, and the banner's coming down, and they're, they're going to owe five hundred million dollars. <laughs> he's like, I'm right about everything. It's like, no, you were off by like four hundred ninety nine million dollars. Confusing my incorrect docket, Louisville story. Exactly. Something my bad. Sorry about that. It's it's shocking <laughs> that he was an ESPN employee for as long as he was. But like my whole point when this all was going on was. Like, like this is an ESPN employee reporting this. Nobody else on ESPN is paying this. Like, it's not on the bottom line. It's nope. not scrolling. Nobody's like breaking news. Jeff Brom's going to be the coach at Louisville. No one's even retweeting it. And so, and and then when it's it Louisville, uh, ESPN employees weren't. When of course that date comes and goes, and there's no Jeff Brom press conference, and there's no at that point like thought that he was going to be the head coach. Like, like Dockish doesn't apologize for it. There's no like public. Take down like renouncement of of what he did, or he's not taking anything back, and so he's calling the Michigan State game that day on ESPN, the Louisville Michigan State basketball game, and Dockage was like, there was a report, like blah, blah blah, like talking about something else, and Benetti's like, any other recent reports that you'd like to talk about, Dan? Like maybe something that was supposed to happen on this day, and like Dockage like plays it off like a big joke. But I was like, thank God Benetti said something about it because it. Like, I do remember that, yeah. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Texas says, yeah, everyone just is talking about them all. Uh, Texas, says, <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is I one I have a friend who uh, he and he's still with me. He's been with her for almost twenty years. He hooked up with it. She was his mom's best friend when they hooked up. Okay, he's like Zach Great. Wilson, except he's like three inches, six inches shorter. Okay. Appreciate that. Uh, Texas TK continues the trend of only responding to my text when I'm really stoned, which is pretty rare that my sports radio time lines up with that. This man has a sixth sense. God, we beca- how do we become the stoner show? It's summertime. I guess. I mean, when, this, when, when football season gets going, we'll talk more. We'll, we'll X and O's. Well, no, and- we, like, we still were the stoner show even during in season. But it was less. <laughs> like, we're like Ricky Williams during the season. Like we had a good little, we had like a slight buzz, but we weren't like totally fried. Like when summertime comes, you know, off season, like that, that's when, you know, you, you wake up like two days later and you got like Cheetos stuck to your face and you're like, you're only speaking for yourself here. Like it's like <laughs> my name is on the show and I'm not part of this. Uh, Texas says Trevor's influence is sweeping through Southern California. I stopped and got a roast beef and mellow yellow on my way home last night. Eddie in San Diego. All right. There's a guy, Eddie. Uh, ooh, I got bad, I'm very I got bad news right still. before the break for you. The Suns are reportedly going to match the Pacers' offer. All right, let's go to break. I promise DJ Wagner update. Best. People, we'll are mad. give you Miles Turner, Suns. When we come back from break, we're going to do the DJ Wagner update right off the bat. No detractions, no derailments. We're going to we'll get into the DJ Wagner update, and also these football recruiting stories as well. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Hour number two on the way next here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one, the Big X. Hour number two of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 Big X. 
just a little Motown day. I like it. Bigger, you know, we had a short day. I, thought, I like you know, it. I'd go with Temptation Thursday. I like Temptation Thursday. I love Temptations. Like I said, I uh, that's one of my favorite. <laughs> People make fun of me because before I started doing the ear pods, I would just do like the little you know sound speaker on my phone. Uh-huh. My favorite thing to do is uh, just kind of chill out in the hot tub, listen to Temptations. I can see you just like rocking. Left-handed cigarette. My imagination. Yeah. Neighbors have to be uh, loving me because I would listen to it kind of loud. Firing off takes about your mom's friends. Just <laughs> enjoying life. L-I-V-I-N-G. Hey, I'm just saying. I, I, I can I can see me hanging out at a few drinks. If you're in need of... <laughs> <laughs> <Nice. clears throat> If you're in need of sunglasses this summer, only one place to go, ShadyRays.com. You know the the website at this point, ShadyRays.com. They've got a wide selection of sunglasses. Anything you could possibly desire is on that website. Check it out. Some are calling it the best website in the world, and when I say some, I mean myself and And me, TJ Walker, Trevor Kelsey, Nick Rouse. They all, everyone agrees. Uh, It is the most fantastic sunglasses website you're ever going to see. And when you get to the end of that website and you're ready to check out, use the promo code Big X. It's going to save you 15% off all your ShadyRace.com purchases. And if something happens to those sunglasses in the first 30 days after you purchase them, ShadyRace was going to hook you up with a replacement pair. That's the ShadyRace guarantee. ShadyRace.com. Promo code Big X. I also saw our guy, John Spears, today. Spears on Sports. Check him out right here on 1450 The Big X. Got re-upped as the uh, voice of St. X Athletics for the upcoming Good for season. Jamie. <laughs> don't, don't, don't confuse me again. <laughs> Love John. John Spears, my guy. All right, let's do it. I promise that you know what time it is. Is that time? It's time. DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, Going to play in Cogners. DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner. Is he transferring to Wagner High School? DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner. One he was a lock for Louisville. DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner. Something changed when he was in Spain. I blame Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Blame Zach Wilson. All right. Homie Hopper. Homie Hopper. DJ Wagner update of the day. Somebody said we, we need to change it now to if we don't get him to Miller, Hersey Miller, <laughs> Hersey Miller. <laughs> so we need a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was going to ask a question about somebody, but I don't want to interrupt the DJ Wagner okay. update. Okay. It's a very straightforward update today. Okay. There, there's like two little mini updates. The first one is only tangentially like in relation what? to DJ Wagner. You, you said you weren't going to do that. No, what, what word did you use? Tangentially. Uh, it's like not directly about DJ Wagner, but it connects to him in some way. Could you just said that? It's, that's a lot more words than one. Okay, Kevin, you don't have to like. You can just it was like seven words as opposed to one. <laughs> yeah, but use less words when instead of using more. That doesn't work when the word you use Fewer. is so long. It's like as long as the, all the words combined. Tangentially <laughs> is still far fewer syllables than. It's not a, about directly DJ Wagner, but it's somewhat connected to him. Spell it. Let me t- give the damn update. <laughs> the update of the day is this. Has been kind of rumored for a while. I never thought it was going to happen because it seems so outrageous. But Gigi Jackson, who has been committed to North Carolina for a couple of months now, mm. he's the guy who bumped DJ Wagner from the top of the the national rankings on twenty four seven Sports and on Rivals. Like he's the number one player in the class on I think every single scouting service besides ESPN, which still has Wagner uh, atop their list. He now, according to Travis Branham and some other people in the know who follow recruiting, he's going to reclassify to twenty twenty two. But but. He ain't going to North Carolina. Oh. He is going 
to South Carolina. No. Yes. Wow, this is what happens to get rid of Frank Martin, I guess. Do you have any idea <laughs> who South Carolina's head basketball coach is now? You don't. You can just say it. No, I, I kind of remember them making a hire, obviously, because they did. But I don't remember who it was. Lamont Paris. I told you, you had no idea. Isn't it the kid from Stanford and Son? No. <laughs> <laughs> he was at uh, um, Chattanooga before he came to. He was a very, like, criticized hire. It was not a splashy hire, especially after Clearly, losing yeah. Frank Martin, who was a splashy hire. Um, he was good at, like, UT You had Chatt- your most successful season in school history going to a Final, Final Four. four yeah. he, was a, like, he was good at UT Chattanooga, but didn't really – it wasn't like a mid-major can't miss. He wasn't at the top of any of those lists. Okay. So it was very surprising when he got that gig, and now he is, in his second year – Apparently going to bring in the number one player in America. Where is Gigi Smith from? Gigi Jackson. Gigi sorry. Jackson. Uh, I think he's from like North Carolina, the state of North Carolina. I mean, I, that makes. I mean, yeah. They. I mean, they produce a ton of talent. So I mean, that surprised me. But he's from Columbia, South Carolina. How? Oh, oh so that makes okay, sense. That, no, right in their backyard. You, there we go. But still, okay. but even so, like I don't care if he like was born on campus. You, you're picking South Carolina over North Carolina doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. I mean, maybe they're. I mean, they're dipping into the the, the the football nil money now. I guess his only thought is, I mean, he he's a power forward. He's okay. a big dude. If he's going to recruit, I mean, he's a stretch power forward too. I mean, Everybody aren't they is. all? Yeah, yeah, aren't they all at this point? But if if he's going to reclassify for this season, North Carolina's kind of loaded. Armando Baycott's down there. Like you may not have the type of playing time that you want if you are a guy who sees yourself as a potential number one pick in the twenty twenty three NBA draft, which people think he might be taken very closely behind that guy from uh, France that you hate. Um, <laughs> you hate him. I don't hate him. You hate him. <laughs> scares me. That's my only lot of thought here. And I guess South Carolina made him a good offer, but it was you know North Carolina's North Carolina. You want to go there. You want to win a national title. But if it's for this season. Carolina. I also don't know if Carolina even has a scholarship available right now. Like that may be the other thing. Oh, well, I mean, you would make a scholarship from one team. Kind of, you'd find a scholarship. I guess, right? but I they mean, don't need him. Like, like the old. Sorry, uh, little Johnny. You're you're going on a walk on. I mean, it's just a, it's kind of a weird deal. I would assume you would go if you're not going to go to Carolina. And you want to go. Hey, I mean, come to Louisville. Like, we play for us. Um, <laughs> but I, you would want to go to a program with a little bit more prestige, a little bit more of a shot at doing something next season than South Carolina. But this is the word with DJ, with Gigi Jackson, reportedly. Reclassifying that means that all the talk about Louisville and Kentucky going after DJ Wagner, we can go back to the old narrative, which is they're battling over the number one player in America. It's back now. With this opening, does North Carolina try to sneak into DJ Wagner talk? I mean, they could have, they would if they could, but it's the kids going to Louisville or Kentucky. I mean, I imagine. I mean, I'm not saying that they would make a splash or an impact, but I could see them maybe trying to to get in on it now. They've they've, been trying. I mean, everybody knows he's not going anywhere else. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they had Gigi at I guess number one guy, so I could see. But they play different positions. That's true. The other kind of they all stay on the perimeter now. So the other kind of mini update we have is that yet another national rider. This time, uh, Trevor Coburn. Hey, the yeah, another Trevor. Uh, this one we don't like. That's what because, happens when you get me and Kobe and they have a kid? No, different, <laughs> spelled differently. Um, oh, he actually spells it like Coburn. Actually, no, it's he's still spelled weird, but it's different than Kofi Coburn. Okay. Uh, Trevor Coburn, he is the latest to switch his prediction from Louisville to Kentucky. That's now seven uh, future cast predictions for Kentucky on either Rivals or Two Four Seven Sports. They are now, uh, according to the, the the prediction makers out there, they are they now. Established favorites guy's to not, land DJ. Guy's Wagner. not worthy of having a name Trevor. So, 
That's shame on. He's bringing shame to the name of Trevor. That's happening. That's not since Noseworthy has someone made brought so much shame to the name Trevor. Kenny, get out there, <laughs> make some plays, do something. Come on, Kenny. Did you see the? I Go did, to Spain, get some papaya, enjoy, I, enjoy some recruiting. Uh, papaya, good lord. I do like the like as as much as the I think I think expectations at least nationally are going to be tempered for this Louisville basketball team and certainly to a degree locally. I still get so excited seeing like the summer footage that's coming out the summer like picks like they they had the thing yesterday where it was Kamari Lands going up for a shot and Kenny Payne like kind of punching him in the, the gut as he's going up nice and then like Lands kind of like doing this like face afterwards there's a, a video of a picture of JJ Trainer going up for a shot where like Kenny Payne's looking all intense uh watching him like I'm still getting excited I I've got shall we say significant doubts about this team's ability to be as good as we were hoping they were going to be in year one but I'm still excited. Any any video footage of Trainer doing anything other than sitting on the bench twiddling his thumbs would make me excited. Uh, he's not going to be able to do that this year because I mean, we've only got four scholarship players that are going to be on the bench right now. <laughs> All of them are probably going to have to play a little bit. Uh, I'd like to see – I mean, I, I want to see last year because that, that's what, the one of the things that also bugged me about last year is that – not that, you know, because it would make me look like I was wrong because I do that very well on my own on a regular basis. We're not afraid but. to be wrong. But the the fact that like the guy I was like kind of excited about seeing it taking the next step the most of anybody was JJ Trainer, and I just not only did I not I mean I guess you could say I didn't see him take that step because I mean I never got to see him hardly stand up. It was a weird thing. Yeah, so I mean that's that that's kind of like where I'm kind of curious with this season with hopefully seeing him get some playing time and you know hey if he doesn't take a step forward and he goes backwards and you know he, he makes no impact and you know egg on my face so be it but. I would. I am intrigued to see because I think he does have a skill set that could could improve. It went from you know he played mop up minutes the first two games of the year and then didn't play at all for like the next month and a half. And this is when like yeah. Gabe Wisnesser is playing and like they're playing everybody besides JJ Trainer basically. And then Mike Begeese has this whole thing where it's like you know guys were just out playing him and then he had a little bit of an injury and then he was talking about how he didn't want to play because he wanted to keep his red shirt and transfer the second semester and then he didn't want to transfer. And it went from all that to then, like, he's not playing at all. We haven't seen him in two months, too. Oh, he's starting against Miami and playing 30 minutes. There was no rhyme or reason to anything that happened last year. And then he played, like, minimal minutes moving forward and was, like, just kind of okay. There was one game in between he came in and, like, hit, like, two threes and then set back down. And then, like, that was it. And that was it. You hadn't seen it. You didn't see him again. Like, you forgot he was even there. I mean. It was, yeah. It was, yeah. He played that Notre Dame game where he made the big comeback. He comes in, like, drills a three, has, like, five points and a quick, like, flourish, and then Right, his ass is right back on the bench. And he, I mean, he's worked to do. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it's almost as if last year was a lost year in terms of his progression. For sure, it, it was. And I think that we're, I think we're all excited to see if this was, because he was the one guy. There, there were so few things that you could point to last year and say, you know, this would all be better if we just played this guy, right? Because you know they tried everything. We had like thirty games last year, and I think we had like twenty five different starting lineups. Oh, was, easily, yeah. We tried to do everything we could. You're not exaggerating, sadly, but that's true. Yeah, very little. Yeah. Trainer was the one guy that I think fans could consistently point to and say, like, well, why isn't he getting more minutes? Yeah. We'll, we'll find out this year if this was us just hoping for more than he actually could have brought to the table, or if it was just a kind of a Jordan Wara situation where you look back at the year before and you're like, Why the hell wasn't that guy playing a little bit more? We weren't that good. He could have helped us a lot. Um, hopefully it's the latter. <clears throat> All right, are you ready for some uh, some football recruiting news? Yeah. Do you want the good or the bad first? We need some music for this maybe, but yeah, I football, want football, football recruiting, <laughs> no. football recruiting. You got to do a different beat now. You got to do something. Uh... <laughs> I don't have anything. Like, I, think, I, I want. I think we should do like a salsa type music for re- football recruiting. Like the recruit is on, it's on the street, it's in our mind. We're getting them on, 
the recruit is on. Shout the gun, Brian. I want the bad news. Let's start with the bad first. Yeah, I want the bad first. I like to be cheered up in the end. So we talked on Monday about the. Happy my thing. I guess more. It was Tuesday. We reacted to the Monday night commitment of Madden Sanker. Yes. Big time offensive lineman recruit. I had mentioned at that time that there might be another offensive lineman committing in the relatively near future. People were speculating on who it might be. I like where this is going. Yeah, the name was was Raymond Polito, who's was on that recruiting visit the the guys in this current class they've he sort of has been in that group they've been tweeting at him he initially had he was going to play for St. John Bosco this year and we found out um this week one he's not committing anywhere anytime soon he is also he had originally enrolled at St. John Bosco with Pierce Clarkson DeAndre Moore Aaron Williams all these guys he was the latest to join up that with that group he now is going back to his old school in California he's always transferring out of St. John Bosco that's not great the other thing is there had been some thought. Excuse me. <clears throat> I, I like that you did it right I after. Tried to be, yeah, <laughs> right I after time, I did yeah. it. Thank you for that. I need my own dog. A slight delay there. <laughs> there had been some thought after his visit to U of L that he was going to commit before taking visits anywhere else. He now says he is going to take all of his official visits. He's going to still visit Alabama, Arizona, and Oregon. He says that right now Louisville and Alabama are the two schools that are recruiting him the most heavily. Oh, this, this is the bad news, right? This is the bad news. Well, it's not that bad because just because he's going to take the trips doesn't mean he's actually going to consider going there. Well, the thought was he was like next up, and the fact that he's leaving St. John Bosco with all the Louisville commits, and yeah, I mean, I taking can... the visits. There's, there's a third part to this, so you just need to hold on. Right. Neither of those were were good news. My guy Keith Wynn also pointed out that. Oh no, not Keith. Keith. Keith is he's very hey, two Keith. he's good at following the social media stuff and kind of seeing the little like the minutiae that's like he goes through the weeds and kind of sees what's going on behind closed doors. So there was this account during that big recruiting weekend that was this like pancake house restaurant that came out of nowhere. It was just a total troll account. I hop every time there was some sort of rec- rec- like tweet about the recruits on U of L's campus and what was going on. It was just like slamming these kids, like slamming Louisville slamming what was going on, saying, like, Madden Sanker's not that good, like, this kid's not that good. And Keith noticed that the only person who was liking all these tweets was Raymond Polito's dad. Probably not a great not sign. Papa Polito. Probably not a great <laughs> sign um, as far as our hopes to land him. Also, if, if we are going to land him, kind of an awkward look for everybody involved. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, does he live with his stepdad, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Here's hoping. <laughs> I don't know. But not good news. In the family situation, maybe he's like, you know, him and dad don't get along, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. If you are. Try to be positive on it. I guess if you are looking for some sort of positive spin on that front, like, as good you as. Just, Ray- you just saved the, be- the best for last. As good as Raymond Polito is, he's still not as heavily regarded nationally as Madden Sanker or I think Jordan Church. So, you know, he's a great player. I mean, obviously, you're a great player if you're considering Alabama. If Alabama wants you this much. But if you could take one or the other, Sanker seems to be the better prospect. Oh, I want both. Well, we, of course we want. We want all these guys. I mean, I'm, we're going to be the Louisville Baruch Assaults. I want it all. He is a three-star prospect, number 474 overall in the 24-7 sports composite. But uh, we'll see. Who knows? Maybe this is all just him delaying the inevitable and he's going to commit to Louisville, but didn't sound like good news. In, in that same story where he announced that he was going to push back his commitment date and he was going to take his visits and he wasn't going to St. John Bosco, he did speak pretty glowingly about the Louisville staff. So if you're looking for, I don't know, a, a little bit of something to hold on to, those comments are, are that. Oh, I mean, despite this being what you consider bad news, I can spin this positively in all ways. Like, for example, the first one is 
He, he's leaving John Bosco to go back to his old school. He misses his girlfriend. No, he said it was a family health issue. Yeah, he misses his girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> second, uh, he, he's doing all his business now. That's cool. He misses her, but he wants to you know check out the uh, other 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 po- possibilities. So that's why he's doing that. Okay. And then third, his dad's liking it. His dad doesn't realize what he's liking. He just likes pancakes. Okay. The Did- last one's the most difficult to believe. <laughs> yeah, the last one was the hardest one to swallow. That's what she said. Yeah. Um, are you ready for the good news? Yeah. Let's give me some good news. All what you just said was a lie and he's coming here? There you go. Uh, no. Uh, Max Preps came out with its list of the, they're starting to do their previews for the upcoming high school football season. They cover, uh, obviously, all high school sports, but football is their cash cow. They have ranked the top 10 running backs in America. Ruben Owens, Louisville Commit, number Boom. one. At the top of the list. More good news on that front. Ruben Owens says today, he plans on graduating high school early and enrolling at U of L in January. That's very good news. But he's still, I mean, he can't play next year, right? No, because January, but that'd be ball game, yeah. If anything, no, Trevor, he, you know, he's he's twenty twenty three class, <laughs> but kids do that these these days. Yeah, because he gets there. Well, that, no, that means that he, means he can partake in spring practice and weightlifting and everything like that. He'll be yeah. a year ahead of schedule. He'll be awesome. I mean, this is we we've seen this time and time again in the last when this became a thing. Like I don't know, last five, six, seven years. The kids who do enroll early are so far ahead of the other freshmen by the time they get to fall camp. And those are the ones who have the best chance at playing early. And he's, I think Pierce Clarkson has said he plans on enrolling early. Um, you hope DeAndre Moore, Madden Senka, these other mm. four-star, five-star kids that we have in this class are going to enroll early. But once again, it's another bad day for the, like, we'll see crew about Ruben Owens making it to Louisville. We'll see. We'll see. Texas has a lot of money. Uh, now you ain't going to get him. Now you ain't going to get him. Hope, hope you, you don't, don't get him. Uh, the other good thing about that is that, that Ruben Owens is in a position that can play immediately. You know, we talked about guys, you know, offensive line and defensive line kind of being the one that you, it's hard to step into as freshman and play. Running back is a position you obviously can step in right away and play. And to be even a step ahead of, uh, of everyone else in terms of getting here and getting ready is always a plus, which means coming 2023, day one against whoever we play, Ruben Owens could easily be the starting running back. And I know it's a loaded backfield for this season, but it's not hard to foresee a situation where you lose, for a variety of reasons, a handful of those guys. Like my Ty and Evans, I think he's going to go pro. I, I am so That's Tennessee guy, the right? Tennessee guy. Yeah. I'm so high on this guy. I think he's going to have a, a big time season. I think eventually he becomes Louisville starting running back, or it's just so. Even if he doesn't like get the amount of carries that he'd like to be like a all ACC caliber player, I think he can show enough to make himself draft attractive I, th- I think he bounces for the draft i think it's not hard to see i mean tr- we've talked about trayvon cooley a bunch it was a little bit of a surprise that he stuck around we just saw his little brother who louisville was recruiting heavily commit to nc state not hard to foresee a situation where if he doesn't get the type of carries that he wants this year trayvon cooley bounces for another program i'd hate to see it because i'm you know big fan of his i think he could be a fantastic running back i don't know if he's a it's a crowded backfield back, though too i mean i just i'd I mean, I, I just I guess I guess you'd say I haven't seen enough because he hasn't had a chance to show it. But it, it, who knows? Maybe he yeah. kills it this year. Maybe he's good enough to go pro because he is a like everybody else redshirt sophomore. Um, they're all redshirt sophomores. They're all redshirt sophomores. Jalen Mitchell is what he is. I mean, Jalen Mitchell is he's a workhorse. Mitchell's not going pro. I he's mean, not going to no. go pro. He's also like you know what you're getting with him. Yeah, like, he's going to give you a good solid four or five yards when maybe other sexier running backs that try to go for the big plays are going to you know get one or two. But he's also doesn't have that big time playmaking game breaking ability. He doesn't no, have that he, type of speed. He, he's the he's the thunder without the lightning. And then we'll see he's what Jawar. Pa- he's a straight power guy. So like, you got four guys that I think could all see significant carries this year. They like all of them will have eligibility remaining after this year. But like I'll be more surprised than not if we have 
if like three or more of them return for next season, especially with Ruben Owens coming into the fold. Like I think you'll see some transfers. I think you'll see some guys going pro. And then I think you might see some guys that Owens is just better than. Like I can see him coming in as a true freshman and beating out Jalen Mitchell for the starting job or beating out Jawar Jordan for the starting job. I don't think that that's outside the realm of possibility. So the fact, especially with the fact that he's enrolling in January, I think that's a, a big time deal for Louisville. And yeah. once again, another bad day for the well, see crew. Shut he's it. Put the five hundred two on his arm, man, or leg, gotta, or gotta somewhere eat. on his body. It's in damn stone. He's good. Uh, Texas has. I'm going to have to read through this. This is like a record number of texts we can't read on the air today. Yeah. The the mom friend banging just said it. <laughs> Open the floodgates right there. That was just, I don't know how else to phrase it. It just. I mean, are people like questioning it's not allowed? I mean. It's, no, no, no. It just opened the door for people to get loose to the tax line. That's, <laughs> well, it is what I mean, it is. So that happens when you. It's, <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh, 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton Sachs line. Texas says, how did Trevor get accused of sleeping with a mom? He didn't even finish the story. You didn't. <laughs> it's a true story, by the way. She, she accused me of sleeping with her mom. I didn't, for the record. But it didn't help that her name Why was, was she suspicious? Because her mom was kind of a... So it was more about the mom than you. Yeah, the mom's okay. very, yeah, very, yeah, very... Uh, it's, she just said I'm just drinking nothing about white Russians. <laughs> it didn't help that while we were going out, the song Stacy's mom came out and her name is Stacy. Oh, man. It just did not help the scenario. Just pour salt. Just pour salt on the wound. Uh, text her update. That relationship didn't last that long. I, well, I, I knew you weren't together now. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be together less than a year. Yeah. Texter updated the Mike and the Mothman Monday <laughs> image promo to include Sean Moss' face on the actual Mothman image and then uh, also put a cigarette in your mouth on this picture <laughs> for some reason. Why do you have to add one? I'm sure there's one of me with a cigarette in my mouth out there. It's not hard to find. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I can't wait. I'm, I'm really looking forward. Is Monday, are we going to have a full house in here Monday with. We're going to have Moth and, and Jen in here on Monday? We could. Oh, we man. We can make that happen. We're going to have a loaded. It's going to be loaded in here. Yeah, might be. Might be. It's going to be like 2 a.m. Yeah, could be. Texas Fire KP, hire Brom. <laughs> for basketball? I guess. <laughs> and there's, I would hire, bring Brom home for basketball. He can coach any sport. I don't can Put him anywhere. You want to coach baseball, football, basketball, women's, soccer, lacrosse? He's got it. Jeff is a man of all, of all trades. Texas says, quote, the mom friend banging opened the floodgates. Mike Rutherford, 2022. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you want me to say? It is what it is. Makes you wish we were still talking about Texas and space, right? Uh, <laughs> Texas brings up a good point. This, this is a, I, I texted about the Chris Mack stuff from earlier this week. I, I mentioned yesterday how he was running away with the quarterfinal matchup in the LCPT, the least cool person tournament, over on Card Chronicle. Did he? Yesterday? He, he has won. He, he has oh, advanced yeah. the the final four, the uncool four. Uh, and a texter <laughs> brings up... <laughs> To summarize this text, basically, this person's saying he thinks that the the Chris Mack era, the tenure at Louisville, is going to be misremembered largely. Like the first the first thing that people think of when they think of Chris Mack at Louisville is going to be just it's kind of like Steve Kreitorp, right? Failure, um, scandal a little bit. Like he's a name that's going to make fans cringe, and it kind of feels unfair when you look a little bit closely at it because he. I, I, don't get me wrong. I get it. I understand why he had to be fired. I'm happy that we're in a place now where we've moved on from that era. The last two seasons were, were abject failures. But 
all of that is going to overshadow the fact that he came into a program in year one that was not expected to make the NCAA tournament, made it as a seven seed, got as high as, like, I think number nine in the country, and then was ranked number one in the country his second season. And who knows what would have happened if that team had had a chance to play in either of the two major postseason tournaments. You just don't know. It's going to be the greatest what if. And then year three, I mean, COVID derailed the season a couple of times. They were the first team left out of the tournament. I still think like he doesn't get a pass for that. You, you can't have David Johnson, Carly Jones, who, by the way, went head-to-head in the G League the other night or the Sorry, Summer League, yeah. and Carly kind of lit David up. It was impressive. Didn't miss a shot. 17.7 of 7 from the field. Little, Looked very good. Part of me didn't, didn't get surprised by Carly that Carly was bit. so good. I hate the fact that his season here is ruined. Like, we're never going to remember any, for anything other than missing the tournament and Chris Mack and all this stuff. He was so good. I know. Um, but you've got, you've got him. You've got David Johnson, two guys who are at least having cups of coffee in the NBA. Uh, Sam Williamson, who was a five-star McDonald's All-American. You've got to make the NCAA tournament with that roster, and he didn't do it. And then we all know what happened last year. I mean, the, the COVID year I can, I can accept is, is like a, you know, in, when you look back, it, it, you know, from, from afar and go, oh, the Mack era was so bad, yeah, the, the scandal, blah, blah, blah. At the end, but and you go well if you remember rightly, you know he missed that. He, his best year was the year that in twenty twenty that was yeah. ruined by COVID. The year before, you talking about making the tournament. I, I mean, to me, him making the tournament that team isn't like some grand gesture because I think that team was a good tournament was a tournament team regardless when he came in. But my point was nobody I mean, nobody thought they were well. I don't, like there were no. People, I did, but I mean, but you don't. I mean, no, no offense. Like all everybody who like does this for a living who did the bracketologies and stuff. There was not one person who had Louisville in the NCAA tournament. But I feel that's because that they're looking at it from from far away and, and seeing a team that did make the tournament the year before, but still won 20 games in a situation that was really wonky to begin with with pageant. And, and then lost their two best players in that team. Yeah. Like, but, I, all I'm saying is regardless of your personal thoughts, nationally, nobody I, thought that team I, I was making that. the tournament. I, just, I, I think when you look at it closer, I don't think that was some huge leap of coaching ability to take that team to the tournament. Um, that said... I mean, yeah. I mean, it's gonna. I think it's gonna get a little bit of a, a sour twist in, as time goes on, and, and remember mainly for that one negative. I think it's already there. But and you're right, it probably is. But there, there is some, yeah, some asterisks that can be put next to it, particularly 2020, because that's the, that's the one thing that's gonna always be. I mean, when you talk about the Mac era to me, I mean, I guess obviously you know, as you said, getting, we, I mean, we're talking to the grandkids later on, and you know, Virginia's kids are running around, and we're we're telling stories and. You know, we're leaving out the homie hopper stories, but we're telling stories and, and, and we're talking about the Louisville era. You know, they'll be like, you know, Grandpa, Uncle Trev, tell us about, you know, the Mac era. And I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, how bad it was. I'm like, well, it was, it was, it was, it's kind of a, a scar because if 2020 doesn't happen, we never know. I mean, it, so many different things changed because of what happened after that. You can easily make the case that COVID just, wrecked any chance Chris Mack had of being like the next great successful coach at Louisville. Or just even having because success in general, really. I mean the the problem with making the comparisons to Steve Craigthorpe is there was never a point, like pretty much after his first game, where Craigthorpe was viewed positively by the majority of Louisville fans. No. Whereas Chris Mack you know, midway through his second season was like the mayor of Louisville. Like he, not only did he have the team at number one, not only did he you know, get the team to the tournament in his first season when people didn't think they were going to be good, he had signed that recruiting class, which we didn't know they were all going to wind up being kind of bust, but mm. it was a top five recruiting class at a time when it didn't seem like Louisville was going to be able to pull that type of class. Like, you know, the, the NCA stuff was still very new. We didn't realize it was going to take 15 years to be resolved. We thought it was going to be resolved at some time in the relatively near future. And he still went out there and got some heavily right. regarded kids. And the cupboard was far from bare that he recruited, that he, he inherited. 
I mean, you say that. Kristen Cunningham was that team's second best player. Well, you had Enoch and Wara. I mean, that was. I mean, Wara didn't play at all his freshman year. Like, you, nobody knew he was that good. Who's the, the People man. thought that VJ King was going to be the star that he had. Like, he was the guy that everybody was like, if we're going to be good this year, VJ King's going to have to score like 25 points per game. Yeah, you your, was it manual kid on. Um, Dwayne Sutton. Dwayne was they, Sutton. They transferred from UNC Asheville. But like, he, he was here before. I mean, they, I mean that he was. He did, but he didn't play much. He averaged like four points per game. I'm saying these, but these were all guys that were here before Matt got here, too. Right. But yeah. I'm saying, yeah. And, you're and saying after, the cover and wasn't and there. In 2020 year, I think we lost all five starters, did we not? After the 2020 year, well, David Johnson was ended Johnson up starting. Johnson kind of being a star? Okay, that's why I always kind of He was going yeah. back and forth with Fresh Kimball at the end of the year. So he technically would come back as a starter. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like it was. It, it was like 80% of our, 90% of our production, though, at least. It's I mean. one of the, I think it winds up being one of the more bizarre coaching tenders at Louisville. It does. Because it's there's well, no way it's ever going to be viewed <laughs> Like fairly or favorably. I mean, there's not too many to compare to. I mean, we had some very three coaches. Well, no, I, I, I'm talking about all sports. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's not it's not black and white, but it's going to be viewed as this guy was just a colossal failure. And I also don't think that he's really endeared himself to the fan base in like the month since, like le- like leaving in the middle of the season, rub people the wrong way, and then I think people think that he didn't handle it, like you know, tweeting for the Super Bowl and doing all that stuff, and you know, kind of like. He hasn't exactly covered himself in glory in the eyes of Louisville fans since he left here. And I think that that's probably going to continue. I think there are probably hard feelings on both sides that are, are never going to go away. Like, I don't think Chris Mack's going to be coming back to Louisville games anytime soon. Yeah, and I don't think you can, I don't think a crack door comparison is very, I mean, because Crackthorpe, I mean, they both, I mean, Crackthorpe took over winning. I mean, obviously, the first year going 6-6, six and six, we lost so much on defense that year, first year. But had so much coming back on offense, he could keep his head above flip. Of getting above water, but Crackford was also like a really nice guy. He just sucked. That's nah, great. I don't know. He didn't bother me. Every time I met him or interviewed him, he seemed nice. Oh, well, yeah. Interviews are one thing. True. I think behind closed doors, he was not. He, wow. He was my least type of, uh, least favorite type of person, which was fake nice. But I mean, it didn't matter because he sucked as coach. So, I mean, exactly. you care less how nice he is. He could, he could be like feeding, you know, orphans on a daily basis for all I give a bleep. Exactly. You don't, you don't, win, you don't win, get a winning record. You're, you're going to spend your time with them more often than you are coaching. But I agree with the Texas point, which is sort of like, it's going to be, there's no way to like view that because, hey, we've never had a global pandemic interrupt the middle of a sports season before and you know, kind of just derail the overall momentum that the program had. I think the things that happened in the two years since were completely unforgivable. I think if that team, and this is why I keep doing the whole like, Scott, just please beat Syracuse thing, because that... From January on, I kept well, doing that. It. Is funny. I kept doing the thing where I was like, "Chris, just make the tournament, man. Just make the." Tur-. If that team had just made the tournament, I can see things playing out, you know, very, very differently. I, you don't have to fire Dino Gaudio. You don't have to fire Luke Murray. You no. don't have any of that awkwardness. And maybe, you know, you, you keep some of the players that you had in that recruiting class instead of unloading them for grad transfers to create a roster that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Maybe you get more players uh, if you make a run to the NCAA tournament, like UCLA did. And last season is more of a success. Maybe if Chris Mack doesn't feel like he's on the hot seat or being treated unfavorably by the administration, um, you know, we have a good year last year. We start recruiting well again, and Mack is still back to being popular. You just, you just don't know. And it, who knows? I mean, if that team goes to a Final Four in 2020, how does that change things? If they just make a deep run, how does that change yeah, things? Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's all very, very— What recruits were put aside for grad transfers? Well, we got rid of the kid who ended up going, Bobby Pettiford, who ended up going to Kansas. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the Eric Vanderheiden kid, who had, was not good anyway. I don't okay. know where he went. But, yeah, we, we – Well, I, we, are we in the, were we in the talks of getting Pettiford back this year? 
No, I think somebody just said that. Okay. <laughs> I was like, the name did ring a bell. Because he didn't play much at, at Kansas <laughs> yeah. last year. I mean, we also he also just made some dumb moves. I think he panicked. We, like, we had a chance to take Blake Wesley, who was a one-and-done at Notre Dame. Yeah, he was very good. And we opted to take Jared West, who loved Jared West. Wow. But when it happened at there the time— There was ever a need for the, uh, the, the Indiana Jones meme, you chose poorly. There were—because if people were— I got criticized for being too harsh. We did a podcast episode right after Jared West came on. And I was like, I, there are things to like about Jared West, but I would not have done. And part of the reason why I was so, quote unquote, down on taking him was I knew that we had a chance to get Blake Wesley, who I thought was, I, I didn't realize he was going to be a one and done type guy at Notre Dame, but I thought he was a very good future college yeah. player. And I think you need to be thinking big picture. And I don't think Jared West filled a lot of the needs that we had for last season. And he he was he was fine. I, I, I'll always love Jared for how hard he played, but he was not the type of point guard that we need to have at a program, the caliber of Louisville. I think that that's, I feel like I'm fair in saying that. Is that my being mean? Okay. No, not being mean. Thank you. Even though some people do think you love Jared West. Yeah. The one guy who's like, you are all about, I'm like, go check the audio. <laughs> uh, uh, I tell you what, let's go to break. When we come back, we'll take some of your texts at 502-414-1450. A couple other notes to get to as well. We'll do all that in the last 20 minutes of the show. Again, short show today. We're out of here at five o'clock. So we'll wrap up things as quickly as possible here on the Mike Rutherford show on 1450, the big X. But it was just my imagination Running away with me It was just my imagination Running away I know you want to leave me But I refuse to let you Water came here and like sang the song at like the uh L like Commons or whatever area it is. No, but that's that, when I knew I loved it. I, I would have realized if I don't remember it, but I probably knew it when it happened and probably was the same way. It was like him and Michael Lee Harris and I think Eli Rogers, some of the other Miami kids. Eli like, makes sense because they, they were best friends because yeah. they all did it together. And I was like, damn, I love these guys. Like this is that's when it was a new era. I'm like, we're gonna be I okay. This, I don't know if this is my favorite. Oh, it's mine. It's probably right up there. Like I could go, like my girls, I love Michael, but see, I don't know. My girl feels like it's like so trendy to be the Temptations. Yeah, favorite. it's the same. I agree. Just my imagination is another good one too, though. That's that's one of my favorites, which I played in the last break. Uh, real quick, we have a, a quick football note to get to that we haven't talked about just yet. Uh, not groundbreaking news, but Louisville, their first home game of the upcoming season is going to be a Friday night game, week three against Florida State. That kickoff now has been changed. It was initially set for a seven o'clock kickoff on ESPN. ESPN still has the coverage. But you got 30 extra minutes to tailgate, 7.30, now the kickoff time for that game. Perfect. Should be a fantastic, fantastic uh, atmosphere if, Scott, just be, just Scott, just, Scott, lean in here. Lean in here, buddy. Come here, buddy. Just, just lean, lean forward. I'm pleading with you. Begging. Got to beat Syracuse. You're, I'm not too proud to beg. Got to beat Syracuse. <laughs> Even if you lose to UCF in a close game, we're still going to have a good crowd for that game. If you lose to Syracuse, ain't going to be good. Oh, what's the good the crowd? UCF if we lose to Syracuse. If we're 0-2 going into that Friday night game, it's going to be bad. Oh, it's going to be, yeah. We if might, we're, we, they might may, may make a, like a last-minute adjustment move as ESPN like 
deportes or something. If we're one and one and the loss is to UCF, it'll be okay. If we're two and zero, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be fantastic. But people, oh yeah, people will be. It will be the type of crowd that I didn't think was possible this season, based on like, with the the recruiting stuff happening and then actual on field success and then Florida State being in town. Like it, that will be that will be an event. I'm not gonna say it's Florida State Lamar game at noon. Well, no atmosphere. Of course not. It's gonna be. I think it'll be as close to that as you can get at this point right now. I think I'm talking like full house, rowdy. I would. If you're two and zero going that Florida State game, I would be okay with making a quick. Hey, let's do this a blackout game. I, I think it will be as national good. television. That would be a good time to do that. I think you said. I, I think it will be as good as you could hope for given the current climate of the oh, football program. Oh yeah, program. yeah, yeah. I think I mean, that's fair. And honestly, and given the current climate of Florida State's program, which is we're both neither one of us are where we like to be. I'm gonna go on a limb and say that if you look in the upper Don't level, predict the game, please. No, no. I'm gonna go up a limb and say if you look in the upper uh, end zone level, it'll just say a day. Well, it's just a logo. Oh, you'll just see one stripe. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'd like to think you're right. We're a t- that's how we're going to judge the crowds by stripe. We're looking at a two-striper, baby. <laughs> that's, that's how we're going to judge crowds from now on. It's like the terror alert level. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, well, well, what was the crowd like? Two-stripe game. Half a stripe. Half a stripe. Quarter stripe. <laughs> Three-stripe game. What do, you Three. want, what do you want us to say? Three stripes in that place was, I mean, scalpers out the yin-yang trying to sell tickets. I mean, it was James Madison, of course. <laughs> Three stripe game. Three striper. What do you expect? Two and a half stripes for James Madison's not that bad. <laughs> you would never see a one stripe game in November if this team wasn't winning well. Back in the day. Uh, I like that. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sex line. We'll try to get to as many of these texts as we can. Again, we're out of here a little bit early today because we got Jody Demling and the Cardinal Insider at 5 and Louisville Bats Baseball. Again, coverage at 6.05, first pitch at 6.35. Tomorrow, we're normal show, 3 to 6. So you'll oh, yeah. have three full hours of just absolute nonsense, the best Take, kind. That's going to happen. Taking you to the weekend full strength. Uh, Texture says, why does Mike sound just like Nick Coffey's producer when he does the air surf commercial? I have no idea. Well, who's the? Uh, I forget Nick Coffey's producer name. I know his name. I know. I, I know who he. Oh man, that's I've bad. never met him, but Nick. I know because Nick, Nick's mentioned his name to me before. I, I we were in the same building. I would see him from time to time. Very rarely. I can't remember his name. It's bad. I feel bad now. He's a good guy. I wonder if Nick still uses some stuff I produced for him. Probably. I freelanced some stuff for him over there. Nick loves you. Yeah, I, mean, I love Nick. Nick's a great guy. Nick is I missed the. Man, if you if you if, if someone came to me and gave me a selfish choice of who you you do a show with Mike or Nick, I'm gonna be tough. It's like picking to my kids. Well, I mean, you don't have to say that. I'm, I'm sitting right here. <laughs> I'm right here. I told you honesty, man. Texas says the recruit is on. Music will be hilarious. Recruit is on. He's on the street. He's coming here. Don't jump on our beaks, cause the recruit is on. Recruit is on. On. Texas says, to me, the Bad News Bears theme song seems to fit U of L in just about everything. I can't remember the Bad News Bears theme song. I don't know. I mean, I know the movie line for line. You just sent in the video, but I don't know what it is. I, I don't remember them being. I guess I'm sure there is a theme song. I just don't remember it for some reason. Texas says, Trevor, what's a left handed cigarette? <laughs> you don't know. You, <laughs> you have to ask. You got to ask. You'll you never know. You don't need to know, yeah. Uh, Texter says, our current basketball roster building is boring, is bordering on incompetent. Is there confidence that we will recruit better in the 2024 class? I think there is. Um, I mean, 2023. 23 looks positive. What are you talking about? 2023, I guess, looks positive. I guess not officially positive. Like, what we're looking at hopefully getting looks positive, but nothing is in stone yet. It's what Greer wrote about last week in his newsletter, which is we're flying, like, by the seat of our 
just trusting KP Pants right now. Which because we don't even know who he's recruiting for the twenty twenty three class outside of we knew he was in on on Bradshaw, who's probably still going to go to UK. We mm-hmm. know he's in on Wagner, who you know depending on who you listen to, is not trending well for us. We don't really know. These other guys are not listing Louisville. Well, wasn't there I was like, I swear there was a, wasn't there a point guard that was decently ranked that was that Louisville would offer a scholarship to that we were on his list? You're talking about Basili, who's the reclassify? I can't remember his name. I just Which, remember, no I, news on that front, if you're wondering. Uh, and there were, what about the three guys that he went to in uh, We've offered We offered three kids that were yeah. that are top 100 prospects just this week, but there's no indication that, like, because one of them is being seen widely as a, a Duke lean. Another one was seen widely as a, I, I think Maryland was like a heavy front runner. I mean, so, we, Maryland's name seems to come up a lot with our recruiting talk lately. You know, like, I mean, Danny Manning effect. I guess so. Maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe a negative effect. Um, <laughs> but like, the, one of the parts that, that, one of the, that comes to the territory of Kenny Payne cl- playing everything so close to the vest is you don't know. Like, maybe we're whiffing on all these 2023 kids and this class isn't going to look anything like we all were hoping it was going to or maybe Kenny Payne is just not you know making his business known publicly to the recruiting experts maybe he, we're in on some of these kids far more than anybody knows and like we're gonna have some surprise commitments out of nowhere a kid who like, isn't even listed as a Louisville lean on 247 sports or one of these websites is just one day going to announce hey I'm going to go, go play for Kenny Payne we the fact of the matter is we just don't know now, the 2024 class, we know a little bit more about, which feels kind of wrong. It feels kind of backwards. But we know, I mean, the, the big name, and I, the more time that time goes on, the more I think this is the guy that Pierce Clarkson was talking about when he was like, there's a recruit for basketball even who's out here that uh, going to surprise everybody. I think it's Jamari uh, Jiggy Phillips from 2024. Because the more that time goes on, the more that it sounds like he is. Not Bron Bron? Not, not, not Bronny James. <laughs> no. We'll see. We're still working on him. But the more that time goes on, the more it seems like he is a Louisville lean. And that's a five-star player in that class. Um, nice. So like, you feel good about that one. There's talk that he's very good with um, Isaiah Elohim, who's a top five player in that class, goes to the same school, plays with Bronny James at Sierra Canyon. Okay. Um, so we, we know a little bit about the guys that we're targeting in that class. Is there any good basketball players at John Bosco on their basketball team? That's a great question. Because, I mean, I, I know they're a good football school, but, I mean, what, what does their basketball program look like? I assume they're okay. I, I mean, don't, I don't I, see any you, Bosco you would guys. Because yeah, you would assume maybe some of the football players There's play one. basketball. In, uh, how about this? But, okay, this is kind of weird. This is worlds colliding. There's a the 37th ranked player in the 2024 class is Dylan Harper. He goes to Don Bosco Prep, but it's a Don Bosco Prep that's in Ramsey, New Jersey. Kind of like Kenny Payne also has kind ties. Kind of like the Oak Hill in, in Texas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that, that one didn't exist, though. It's there. It was once there. Mandela effect. Exactly. Texter says uh, there will be no. Uh, Texter says I had to do my right, my job right after the DJ Wagner intro. What did I miss? Like, we're not going to recap the whole DJ Wagner update. Yeah, I mean, he's the number one player in America again. Podcast. There you go. Uh, Texter says Brent Venables out of context today. Quote: The fire hose is fully inserted in my mouth here. We've been blowing and going. Okay. <laughs> I don't even want to know what that was in context too. Okay. <laughs> I'm better off not knowing. Look, you can take the guy out of Clemson. <laughs> I love it when we get a snort. The lengths that they're willing to go to. to get... I can't stop. Uh, Texas, what I just cl- can't wonder what, what would have brought up a fire hose into the conversation. Who knows? Texas, what class is AJ Johnson in? I know we're recruiting him heavily. He's a 2023 guy. Is he a point guard? He is. He is a uh, he's a six five point guard. The style, he plays the style that Kenny Payne likes. I think that's the one I was thinking of. He is also from California. Okay. So like, I know that we have. He said 
very complimentary things about us during his recruitment, his recruiting story. He's a he's only the 37th ranked player in that class, but he's one of those guys that has a gigantic social media following. Um, you know, it's like TikToks do huge numbers. I've got no idea. Like, I haven't seen anybody say that we any he anybody leads for him, but it does sound like we have a decent chance. Uh, Matt Allen is the producer for for Nick Coleman. Ah, I knew I knew I, I, I'm, the marvelous Matt Allen. Yes, I knew I knew I knew you said his name. I would remember. Yeah, he does a good job. I like him. Texas says, you wonder how you became the stoner show, yet you just spent time creating a song, and 10% of the show on any given day is about wrestling. That's not true. <laughs> no. I don't we, let that happen. No, we, we only really get wrestling in on, like, a little bit on Wednesday and then a little bit on Thursday. That's about it. Texas says, Matt giving Michigan all the smoke is how I remember him. That was a good—I mean, that was the only time in the last, like, seven years where I feel like the Yum Center has felt like the Yum Center. That Michigan game. Oh, yeah, yeah, Where they yeah. said they wanted all the smoke, and Jordan War after the game was like, I guess they wanted it. I think we gave it to them. And Who started that phrase? I don't know. Man, I don't know the origins of. <laughs> like I don't know where. I'm just curious because it's just I don't know. It's a weird. It's a. It's like a weird slang talk to me. It's like bring the smoke. I'm like, what? what I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. I feel like Ben DePuty and Tyree should be limped in with Mac and the LCPT. It feels like those three are equally responsible for the b-ball collapse. The great triumphant of poop. I mean, I don't think so because I think you could be on one side of the fence toward the other for either one, but. I mean, at one point you could be a fan of, of you know, uh, uh, Neely's and because you think maybe she was right and possibly wanting to fire Mac when it, when it happened. Yeah, in hindsight now, knowing what we know, because at the time, like, we were very, both of us, were adamantly opposed to the suspension because it seems silly. I mean, I, I, think, I think you were with me where we thought it should be like two or three games yeah. maybe, but six was the whole way month too was, much, yes. The whole month was seemed silly for just him not following protocol yeah. when it came to firing guys. Now that we know he was actively withholding evidence from the FBI. <laughs> but at the same time, like, Neely was trying to withhold the entire thing from the yeah. FBI. So she she comes off as nobody comes off well in this whole thing. Every it's a quote Denzel. Everyone's dirty here. Be nice to be clean once. When the story broke and we had remember we had the news station in here, and I think you were actually gone. You missed the day the news was here. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah that was yeah yeah yeah. And like they they asked you know who do you blame for all that? and I was like everybody screwed this up like like Dino Gaudio should not have tried to extort uh, Chris nah. Mack. Mack shouldn't have recorded the thing and gone to whoever he went to without knowing what the university was going to do. We now know Neely Bendapudi didn't exactly handle things glowingly nope. behind closed doors. Should have been in Purple at Penn State with that attitude. You ain't wrong. The suspension was botched any way you want to slice it. The whole yep. season was a, like it was no wonder the season was a the biggest cluster bleep that like I don't know if it was the worst we had this debate last year, if it was the worst team that Louisville's ever had in our lifetimes. It was clearly the most cluster bleep of a season yeah. we've ever had. I'm surprised okay Mac is on the the, the list. Has the candidate been considered as just the entire the entire season? That's a little bit too broad. I mean, I know, I know, I know that you don't want to do that. Maybe by saying it's the players' fault because I don't think it is. I, I don't put that much blame on the players for this situation because they're they are kids for the most part. I mean, even even your grad transfers, but I mean, the whole season in general is just. Confusing. It was a, it was a, a weird thing. To you're say right. There's too. so many things to, to, to blend together. It's really not just Mac. Right. It's everybody. A weird thing to say too is I almost like. Except for Peak. Hearing more about the dysfunction that took place. Because the more and more you hear about just how bad things were last season, the more it kind of makes you think, you know, if we just have a normal season with a normal coaching staff, we brought back six players from that team, maybe that team could have been something if they hadn't had the absolute worst layout for a season <laughs> imaginable. Like maybe under normal circumstances with competent coaching and, you know, a clear line of authority. 
not like is this guy our coach is this guy who the hell do we listen to maybe this season can be more than than we're giving it credit for certainly that I'm giving it credit for right now like that's I can guarantee I would guarantee that so if anything I want to hear more dysfunctional stories from last season if you got them let them fly let me know I want them in my ears <laughs> probably can I mean, how are we going to top the, the beating each other up over Chick-fil-A sandwiches? Well, there was, a, there was a lot of those, that, apparently. The team just fought constantly. <laughs> I love Chick-fil-A as much as the next guy, but man. Texas says we are really going to have to wait three years to really get recruiting ramped up for a coach that we're not sure yet can be a head coach. Yeesh. I don't three. I don't know. Three, next no. year. It's yeah, we can't. one year away. I, I don't buy that. We didn't hire Kenny Payne to recruit. Four years. From no, now. no, no. If, if, if Kenny Payne is going to be, I'm not going to call it short leash, but I mean, if you're, you know, not getting in the recruits and you're, you know, making no move in the tournament and you're in year three, Kenny Payne's on the hot seat. I agree. I mean, he'll, he's going to get a year. He's going to get a couple years to, to get it going. But I mean, you're the only thing that, that would change that is if we get like a two year postseason man. That changes things. Yeah, I mean, because then yes. you have to give, and I assume there's probably something contractual in there that would make it very hard for him to be fired after two years where he wasn't eligible. But even then, I mean, you would still, you would still expect to see some progress on the on the court. I mean, Rick Pitino still won the SEC, even though he wasn't allowed to go to the tournament. Yeah, if this season is a like, if this season is like a colossal failure, if it somehow is worse than last season, and the 2023 recruiting doesn't go well, and the season afterwards that was supposed to be the DJ Wagner season is barely any better, like right around 500 again. And he would have to be having, like, the number one class in America for 2024 to keep the job. Because, look, Kentucky pulled the plug on Billy Gillespie after two years. And one of those years, he went to the SEC NCAA tournament and was the SEC coach of the year. And they clearly still did the right thing. Yeah. Like, you can't – you get punished when you wait too long. We found that out in football a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways. That we're, no, you're right. We're just hypotheticals here. Is there anything worth predicting for tonight? I don't even know what's it, – Red Yankees. We'll do that. Tonight. Yankees blow them out tonight. Sorry. I kind of feel like we're trending that way. I don't know why. I just have, yeah, I have a feeling the Yankees are like they're like done screwing around with the Reds. It was fun while it lasted. It was fun while it lasted. The Blue Jays. Uh, I don't know who Although we do have, uh, uh, I'm gonna Luis, watch Drive Luis tonight. Luis on the on the hill tonight. Okay. So I'm gonna watch Drive. You should watch Drive. You come back tomorrow. Ryan Gosling, not Ryan Reynolds. Now we'll talk about it. We can assume this is on some one of my streaming sites. Uh, I don't know. I will have to check after the break. Because if not, I mean, you might have been only three dollars to run it. I can do that. I'll let you know. It's, it's worth it. All right, everybody, have a fantastic Thursday. We got Jody Deming and the Cardinal Insider up next, followed by Louisville Bats Baseball. Keep it locked right here on fourteen fifty The Big X. We'll see you guys tomorrow, three to six, normal show tomorrow. Ain't no